I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live. Oh, Have we talked it. about skydiving the whole time? Oh, hello, gentlemen. What the fuck? Can you hear me? Yeah, what was <laughs> we're successful today. That, that was, was a, a sweet start. That was a really <laughs> solid start. <laughs> so uh, those of you just listening to the podcast at home, to those of you on Facebook Live, we're sorry an Asian can't work a fucking computer is my mistake. Uh, we just had a little problem getting everything started. started I night. think there were like three problems, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Some <laughs> not plugged in. Another thing, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, the music on the computer was going to mess me up. Yeah. And then you weren't recording something else. Oh, yeah. Well, we're doing that now. Get your shit together. Sorry, man. Man, how many? We we actually had a streak of technical difficulty free. We got shit done. I mean, honestly, I think we just kind of saved it. It's like we had (laughs) four people listen to two minutes of (laughs) us fucking off at the beginning of the show. Probably now, the highest viewer numbers of the entire. But now night. we're gonna have a successfully recorded <laughs> podcast for the, you know, podcast app show, and everything's working uh, for the live show. So really, man, it's a. I, uh, it's I a think we're doing game. okay. I think we're doing excellent, man. Uh, it was just an entertaining way to start my evening. But sitting to <laughs> my right, that's that. Yeah, that's my right. Is a guy named Clint Moore. Clint, how you been, bud? I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. Good to be here. Cool, man. I uh, I want to get a little bit to your background and what you do, but first, I just kind of want to talk about what's going on tonight. Uh, I, you've traveled quite a bit. You're actually a Englishman who lies to everybody and says you're from <laughs> Australia. Is that how that works? Yeah, pretty much. I knew you were going to set me up on that yeah. one. Yeah, I was born in England, lived in England most of my, well, pretty much through to my early 20s and uh-huh. then moved to Australia and lived in Australia through till I started traveling, which was like seven years ago. And so you've been around the world legitimately, because now here you are in the United States of America. I've done a bit. America. I've been around. And in America, you've traveled quite a ton. Yeah. Yeah. I've driven around. Yeah. I've driven around most of the states. I think the last count was like 40 or something like that. And and I think that's one of the big reasons we have you here today is is you're a journeyer, you're a traveler, but one of your travels took you to boogies all over the U.S. Yeah. Don't do it, kids. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it, it'd be super awesome for you to share different boogie experiences, whether they're just really lame stories, don't be that guy, um, stuff like that. But also the experience of living on a DZ, including tiny homes. You've also lived full time at Spaceland. Yeah, for sure. And one of your current ventures is is living in a van down by the river. Um, that's ultimately the aim, I guess, or living wherever we want to. You know, there's a horrible hashtag out there, home is where you park it. But uh it's kind of something that appeals to Erica and I, and uh, yeah, that's our next big project. We've got a big old school bus that we're converting, and it's going to be a beautiful little tiny home. And that's, for skydivers, such a great topic, because we've all, well, not we all, but a lot of us have lived. I looked at Nick. Nick, have you ever lived on the drop zone? No. Good I, for you. I think I've <laughs> uh, slept in the bunkhouse on two different occasions, because I came back from trips from Austin in the middle of the night. And it was just easier to go because I was going to get home at 4 a.m. and then have to wake back up and drive to the drop zone. So it was just easier to be at the drop zone and and wake up there groggy and unhappy. Oh, man. I. uh, Oh, hang on. on. 
I want to say thank you to Mr. Clint for this bottle of wine. No right worries. Here. Enjoy it. And, Don't break uh, your glass. I'm not allowed to use glasses on the show because of a <laughs> and previous accident. And only crayon. So <laughs> I I'm, will be riding, taking notes in crayon and uh, drinking straight from this bottle. So we'll see how messy that gets. Perfect. Oh, man. Uh, Let it breathe first. The last time we had a guest drink too much on this show, he embarrassed himself. And the time before that we had a guest drink too much on this show, he left this room and vomited into my bathroom. So, so I've got some big so boots to fill then, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I brought my own cooler full of beer. So, yeah. But no, I do have to drive home tonight and work tomorrow. So uh, yeah, Two of the last three shows have ended with drunken dismay. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed you didn't bring Hugh in. <laughs> I love you, Hugh. Yeah. Wait, he's Hugh, probably Hugh. Who are you talking about? <laughs> if Hugh. I move away from the mic and just shout so you can't hear me, maybe you'll Why remember. would they not do that? <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah. Uh, I still love you. Uh. <laughs> See, I don't know who the guy is because I, s- I said to you, I listen uh, to the podcast, right? Yeah. So I don't watch the audio, uh, the the video side of things. So, so Hugh is really now. Uh, first of all, I'll mock Hugh, Hugh for this. He'll never live it down, and he knows it. But Hugh is a really. Wait, is this our first episode since then? Yeah. Okay. He's right. a, he's a really really good dude. He's an old friend of mine who used to work here at Spaceland Houston. At some point, he worked at Spaceland Atlanta. He is now in the Air Force. He works at the Air Force Academy as a skydiving instructor. He's married. He's got a couple kids. He got carried away when he got here. So, I mean, innocent mistake. He's a way better dude than that night, but uh, a super, super chill fella. Yeah, some people have made mistakes when they're drunk. <laughs> oh, dude, it, it, two, two <laughs> is too many. Two is too what many. What does that tattoo say <laughs> on your hand? Yeah, it says beer. Oh. <laughs> I may be one of them. Why well, do you have a in, tattoo? In your defense, I have big tattoos on my hands and was dead sober for Sorry. 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had one rule when I got my first tattoo, and it was, you're just getting one tattoo. That works out real good, obviously. I'm not going to show all my body tonight. That's leaving that for Nick. But uh, Yeah, when I was living in Honduras, um, apparently, <laughs> a good tattoo story always begins with apparently. Um, <laughs> got a bit drunk um, with some buddies of mine, and we went to the opening of a tattoo parlor, where apparently I pestered the guy that owns it to uh, give me a tattoo. And this is what I chose. And I woke up in the morning ready to go scuba diving to... The opening of a new scuba diving site. So world-famous Caribbean uh, reef photographer Mickey Charteris is opening up his own dive site. And I'm lucky enough to be on the first dive on this dive site. I wake up in the morning hungover as a motherfucker. And I pull the sheets back off my body and my hand sticks to the sheet. And I I think, (laughs) I'm not 14 again, so... (laughs) So I pull the sheet tentatively off my hand and I look down and I see in like perfect crisp writing oh. beer. <laughs> and had a serious work with myself. Like I was like, man, what the fuck have you done? Like anyway, I was a bit off the rails at the time and um anyway, you can't give up the opportunity to go on an invitational scuba dive with Mickey Charteris. <laughs> so I wrapped up the hand in cellophane and Vaseline. Um and proceeded to dive down to about 15 meters and when we got to 15 meters I looked down at my hand and I can just see the ink just bleeding across my hand and making it look like this horrible prison tattoo (laughs) that it is right now so yeah that was a good one to explain to Erica's parents (laughs) (laughs) 
They didn't get the full details, but I guess they have now if they're listening. So <laughs> sorry, sorry. I have actually never had the full details of that beer. Oh, uh, have you not? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's a good one. So yeah. don't do it, kids. It's uh, that living in the RV park situation. I, I I haven't lived in on the drop zone for ten years. So all those stories that you guys have and things that you guys tell. Right, right, right. I'm yeah. so I'm married and old and out of the loop. Well, my intention is to remain married after the podcast tonight. So you're not going to get all of the stories, but yeah, you'll get some, you'll get some. You get some good ones hopefully. Oh man. Uh we are we you Rufy Erica. You drug her every day. I we know what that, that that's what it drug is. Drug her with love. That's right. No. Um <laughs> So let's go back to how you really started getting into all this. That, that's the trail that we, we're going to try to go yeah, through right. tonight. But uh, first of all, you're a skydiver. How yeah. many sky jumps you got? Um, I'm really good with my logbook, but um, yeah, a little over 6,000. And you started sky jumping back when? when? When you jump out planes? I did my first jump when I was 21 and did a couple of AFF jumps in Australia and then gave it up. Gave it up, business, set up my own business, all of that kind of thing, and it kind of got in the way and got back into it. Oh, God, I looked at this the other day. Uh, it was about five, six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so my ex-wife <laughs> bought me a tandem skydive. This is a funny story about how that all ended, uh, <laughs> which you probably hear. Bought me a tandem skydive, in love with it again, like literally paid for AFF, which in Australia was nine jumps or something and um got that and yeah very quickly got the bug bought an rv at the i uh, say rv the rv was half the size of this room um bought it off my man justin frame he really is drinking out of the bottle nice work <laughs> did you think that i wouldn't <laughs> i'm impressed there's two glasses in front of yeah, you. yeah so. i will break those do you not get it <laughs> it's better than you breaking you know, the entire my, bottle my mom has only tuned into this podcast one time <laughs> and i broke that glass while she was watching and then spent the next 10 minutes sweeping it up but she was so proud uh, probably <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was I, re I remember some <laughs> comments, but I mean, I'm just not gonna break that glass again. I'll just All right. you somebody's do it. got mommy issues. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, I love my mom. She's great, and if she happens to tune in right now, she's not gonna see me break another glass. Okay, let's just settle it there. <laughs> so yeah, I bought a little RV, and in Australia they call it a caravan, right? So okay. this was in Australia when I became Australian, right? So. Uh, <laughs> Wait, they do it. They say that in Australia and in England, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I only know that from the movie Snatch. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? I want a caravan. It's got no fucking wheels. Well, what the fuck do I know about caravans? <laughs> that was my English accent. Jesus, look at the size of it. You do it better than he does. I'm a real life pikey. There you go. Really? No. Okay. Like, <laughs> what's your blood? What's your heritage? You start making me wonder. So, anyway, yeah. Got into skydiving, loved it. Um, <laughs> Went. <laughs> this is kind of ties in nicely with the boogies, but uh, went to my first boogie, which was Equinox Boogie in Australia, and kind of started a trend that went throughout my love of boogies, which was going to a boogie and not really doing very much jumping. Yes. Um, and loved it. Absolutely loved it. Got back home on the Sunday after it was a nine day boogie. Right. So this is nine days of I think I did five jumps. So it's like a heap of fun, whole heap of fun. And I get back, and my ex-wife, who I'm not going to call her a bitch, but she was a bitch, um, <laughs> said to me, right, it's me or skydiving. So I turned around, still with my bag on my back, got on my motorcycle, and went back to the drop zone. And this was about 350 jumps in. And then I decided, well, obviously, that's not working. 
got divorced, won't go through all of that stuff, and decided, well, I'm going to go and see a bit of the world and kind of formulated a plan that I'd go and travel around America and jump out of airplanes. And end in Rose Sharon, Texas. Right? <laughs> you know, you're the reason why I ended up here, right? Yeah, yeah. Faint stories. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Flora. Dude, wait a minute. Because of me, you met Erica. I'm fucking Cupid. Well, I think Veronica claims that one, but uh, <laughs> you're the reason I'm here. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> so wait a minute. Nick, you can blame me. That's why this motherfucker showed up. Hey, did I tell you this is my last episode of the podcast? I fucking quit. Well, we've got Jake right, no, right just, there. I'm just kidding. He's writing notes. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> You're studying to take my job. It's all good, though. <laughs> Way to go, TJ. Man management. Here's your replacement. <laughs> Learn from him. <laughs> did we even mention that we got Mr. Justin Grubbs in the house? You told me you were well, leaving. Well, hey. I mean, I am leaving, but I'm going to come back. I'm going to be gone for a few days at a time. Oh, man. It's not a big deal. So, yeah, be, right? Justin Grubbs, he's sitting over there. What do you have Justin Grubbs over there well, for? Well, Justin's going to be trying to run this machine in my absence, which will happen uh, periodically from time to time in the near future. Unfortunately, or unfortunately for us, fortunately for you, you, you got some really cool gigs coming up. You'll be doing some traveling. And uh, Justin uh, and I have had a little conversation. He's, he sat in before, super tech-savvy dude. Uh, he also helps run the mentor program at Spaceland Houston, is going to join us, help us out behind the boards. Probably a little bit more looking going on than you remember it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin has sat in before. He actually sat in when you were hosting. Was I hosting? Who was? Oh, that was with text, text right? Yeah, yeah that's it, right. It's, Justin is the best laugh track ever. Oh, because I, the night Tex was here, I laughed more. <laughs> the night that you're that he's here, I'm laughing more. And you're a funny motherfucker. But every time Justin starts laughing out loud, I start laughing. It makes out me laugh loud, too. Yeah. No, you you do awful. have that contagious laughter, yeah. Yeah. and I need you to contain that. Not at all. <laughs> Please let it let it fly. Just back off, just a little bit. <laughs> no, don't listen to him. He doesn't know. Like a Trust <laughs> Nick. No, dude. I loved every bit of it. It was great. No. And trust Nick on production, not me. <laughs> I don't know shit about this stuff. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. All right, cool, man. Justin was way more interesting. And we're back. <laughs> we're back with Justin Grubbs. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin's there taking notes. And, and Clint, now you're in America because of not America, but Texas because of me. Um, scroll down to the bottom right. Don't tell me what to do. And have your fucking show over there. The all right? Don't sounds. tell me what to do. <laughs> Watch this snooze. I'm going to do something totally different than what you said. (laughs) Number four. Uh, So you traveled the boogie circuit in America. Yeah. Why were you traveling the boogie circuit? Okay, well, back up a little bit. Um, Okay. I decided to come and travel around America. That's right. My friend, Little Pete, um, whose name's Pete, (laughs) his his name's Pete and he's little, so we call him Little Pete, um, came to me just before I was leaving and said, uh, hey, you want to invest in this app called iSkydive? And I was like, that seems like a legit tax break. So basically, gave him a bit of <laughs> gave him a bit of money to set up an app, and um, then kind of based my travels around the United States on promoting um, the app iSkydive, um, which basically consisted of giving people T-shirts and partying with them and that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, put together a pretty solid plan of which boogies to attend. Um, started off. Where did I start off? I started off in Paris, um, just because a few of my Australian friends were going there and then headed pretty much straight after that to Eloy, which is one of my favorite places in the world. True Wild West. Great people there. Hung out there for a while, made some lifelong friends, and then met Trunk. 
And if any of you guys know Trunk... Hypoxic. Yeah, yeah. So Trunk's my boy. Um, ended up talking Trunk into renting me. First item of clothing off, sorry. Um, hey, you know what? Don't spoil my plan. Come on. <laughs> oh, You're not supposed to say I'm anything. excited. I'm going to need Ben's <laughs> pillow. Um, so, um, yeah, met Trunk, talked Trunk into lending me his RV so that I could travel the boogie tour. Now, the hypoxic truck has been round the boogie tour for years before. Either Trunk or Ward uh, would take it round and basically, yeah. <laughs> so I love you, Ward Hessick. Yeah, so I've never actually met Ward. I've been told that if Trunk, Ward, and I got into the same room together... Oh, it's the world's fucking over. See, I met Ward after all of this, that he was like already an iFly... Corporate guy, right? Yeah, he was yeah. wearing a nice shirt. Seemed like he had his, all of his stuff together. <laughs> and then I saw... I think it was him on like the Man <laughs> Show or something. Do you know the video I'm talking about? I don't. Mansers, I think, was the name of the show, where they posed ridiculous questions. And there's this clip of like people having sex in free fall or something. And I'm pretty sure he's the male in this uh, in this video. I'll see if I can find him. Fairly. Ward has worked for all sorts of manufacturers, including Mirage. And uh, him and I worked together in Indiana. And I had a good time with Ward. So he's got a reputation, right? <laughs> Trunk's got a yeah. Trunk's got a bit of a reputation as well. And I didn't really know much about this. I was actually warned by my good friend, my partner in crime, Erica Lopez, different Erica, um, in Eloy, um, that Trunk and I should never meet. <laughs> and then it happened that Trunk and I met. And I kind of agree, and I think Trunk would agree that we should never have met. But so I, st I start the boogie tour. Um, heading to Carolina Fest on my own. Trunk's not going to do the boogie tour this year. He's not going to go to any boogies. He's going to keep it calm. He's done the boogie tour for a few years before. And this was just before Memorial Day weekend. I'm driving across, driving across Texas, driving across Texas, driving across Texas, driving across Texas. And it is the Friday before Memorial Weekend. And I had to go to Dallas-Fort Worth Airport to pick something up and I blew up the engine of the truck in the departures lane of Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. Did you leave it in two the whole way? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Danish. <laughs> Bless you, Casper. But uh, yeah, so Friday, imagine this, it's Friday afternoon. I've got a 42-foot RV being towed by a Julie F-350 Super Lariat, and I blow up the turbo. Damn in the departures lane that's already having construction work go on, so there's one lane, and I blow this thing up. And because it's got such a huge RV in front of it, they need to get specialist equipment to come in and pick this thing up. So I'm stuck for Memorial Weekend in Dallas-Fort Worth. No, absolutely nobody there whatsoever. And uh, phone trunk. Anyway, long story short, got all the vehicles sorted out, but I'm running super late for Carolina Fest, so trunk flew out to Dallas, and we drove straight through to Carolina Fest, and then pretty much talked Trunk into coming out to most of the other boogies after that. There was some serious arm twisting, but yeah, that was the first of the boogie tour. First of many. So just give me a quick rundown, just a quick list, and I want to hear more about each one, but what, what are some of the, the bigger boogies you've traveled to? Well, all of the ones in Eloy, um, Halloween, Easter, um, they're rad, super, super good. Fly Fly um, at Lake Elsinore. Um, again, super good. Um, Independence Day at CSC. Lost Prairie. Summerfest. Carolina Fest. I was lucky enough to go to the last ever Cristal Boogie in France, which was held by Team Cristal that 
have now split up, but were the world freestyle champions. Don't know myself. Uh, Domi Kiga, Matt Hill, um, and some other French dude whose name I don't remember. But super nice guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was invited to go there. It was an invitational boogie. It was the last one they ever did. And just amazing. Salac Sumer on the west coast of France. Just a beautiful spot. And the French know how to boogie. They know how to boogie. It was awesome. So traveling all... Man, I sound like... Is my head... No, I'm good. No, you said your microphone sounds faint. I cranked you up, but it didn't seem to fix the problem. Yeah, it's... Uh, Are you all plugged in over there? I'm Are you whispering? Hello? Man, I'm having all sorts of technical difficulties here tonight. Is everything plugged is in? Is everything plugged in? Jacob, could you take a look at that? Here we go. Ooh. I'm back. Whoa. I need to replace the cable, apparently. Mm. Or something's going on down there. Man, uh, there's gremlins in the boards tonight. There's, there's We're going to kill those gremlins. All right, man, kill them. Um, traveling to all these boogies, you, you've had to learn to survive. Uh, you've had to l- learn to live on boogies. I'm a new jumper. I want to go to skydive a new boogie. And, and, and I'm talking not your small mini boogies, not, not these low-key ones, but some of your bigger boogies, like the one you've mentioned. Uh, so, some other of the bigger ones around the nation have been uh, Revolution Boogie. Is, yep. Is that, that's in Dallas, right? Uh-huh. And uh, Fitzgerald, are they still doing... The Fitzpatrick. I think they do the Fitz boogie. Fitz I boogie? think they do. Yeah. I've never been to it, but okay. I've heard it's rad. Yeah. yeah. As a new jumper, is there a minimum experience level you recommend for somebody? I think you've got to be super aware under canopy, and I think you've got to be super aware of your own ability. You know, I wasn't a very experienced skydiver. I'm still not very experienced <laughs> when it comes to things like free flying and stuff like that. You know, and so don't expect that you're going to be going to a skills camp. You know, um, I would suggest get there early. When you're re- when you're manifesting, let people know what you're looking to, what you're looking to do, what you're looking to achieve, and try and find who the load organizers are if that's the kind of jumps you want to do, and you know don't get ahead of yourself. You know you're not going to be jumping with Luis Brunetto or any of like the you know the the big guys. You know find the organizers that are there for people of your levels. You know um, most of the big boogies will have, I suppose they don't say tiers of organizers, but there are certainly organizers for every level. And understand your level and don't. You know, you're in a different drop zone. You're in a different location. You know, don't try and push it. You're there to have fun. Hmm. Boogies tend to have have what we we would equate to as mentors sometimes at Spaceland. Mm-hmm. Just just for that event, they know you're going to show up with a low experience level. They're going to try to pair you up with somebody you belong with. And a lot of new jumpers will go to a boogie and be shy to approach the organizers. For sure. And you shouldn't be shy because even if they're not the right guy or gal for you, most organizers are going to be super friendly and say, yo, let me hook you up with Mr. X or Miss Y, and, and they'll take care of you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah, you're going to be a little bit shy. And like I said, you know, if you can get there a day early, you know, meet some people, you know, hang out, find out what's yeah. going on. Do a hop and pop. Do a hop and pop. First jump on any DZ. Any DZ, yeah. You know, like it's like when you go to the Palm. It doesn't matter how many jumps you've got. You've got 500 jumps minimum to even go to the Palm and jump as a fun jumper. You've got to do a hop and pop. It doesn't matter who you are. It's smart. So just, just to kind of elaborate for anyone who doesn't know the difference between, like, I'm going to show up to an event. Some events are called a boogie. I'm going to show up to an event. Some events are called a skills camp. Yeah. So what, what are some people who are going to go to a boogie... What are they kind of looking for? Someone who is acquainted with what a boogie is. A boogie's a skydiving party, right? That's the way I look at it. You know, um, 
you go along to meet friends, make friends, hang out, and you know, you look at what's happening in the evening, you know, what else is going on apart from the skydiving. It's skydiving that's brought all of these crazy people together. And you sort of hang out, and I've, I've met some of my closest friends at Boogies, you know. Um, I've never jumped with some of my closest friends, which is hilarious. I was talking to uh, Petter Johnson, or Petter Mazetta, uh, and Petter and I, have, we've flown together in the tunnel, but we've never jumped together, you know? It's just like, but we're homies, you know? We mm. hung out in Eloy when we both lived there, and yeah, it's just... I realise I don't have the skills to go and jump with Petter at a boogie because he's got all these badasses with him, but I've got the skill to drink beer with him. <laughs> You've got that covered. <laughs> right. Better than some of my friends. You. Just saying. Man, I feel bad. Part of me feels bad for him. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Why would they not do that? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> are you insane? <laughs> All right. Sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry, you, it's it's okay, buddy. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, the uh, episode uh, episode 32 it would be with Mr. Tom Noonan. Listen for the screaming voice in the background. You'll figure it out. <laughs> the, I mean, just to defend Hugh, he doesn't remember that night, so obviously it wasn't him. Thankfully, <laughs> it's there on a podcast for him to go back and listen to. <laughs> he ha- I've asked him if he's listened to it yet, and he, ha- he says he can't bring himself to do it. So after you've probably heard this one, Hugh, now you can go back and do it. Okay. Now you can see what it's all about. Um Dude, Tom <laughs> was one of the... He, he. Sorry, you have to follow up Tom Noonan. Yeah, I know. That's kind of daunting, right? Yeah. Um, but it was an awesome awesome to listen to him. You know, yeah. uh, the opportunity to go to Everest would be amazing. Amazing. He's in He's in uh, Munich, Germany right now, running a tandem meeting for uh, UPT and USPA. You've got to take the rough with the smooth. Dude, suppose. yeah. He'll be in Australia next month, January. Home, yeah, poor guy. Man. You're home. <laughs> 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 yeah, you sound lying. Son, but yeah. uh, Boogie, is, it's, it's just that. It's a party. Mm-hmm. It, uh, that's all it is. If you think of Sturgis, Michigan, or you think of Daytona uh, Bike Week, those are just parties. That's what they really are, just sure. one giant party. Nick, are you having no, fun? Well, you said Daytona. I was sure that you were... I know nothing about motorcycles. I was sure you were going for spring break. <laughs> I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah, spring break. Skydiving. Keep it tropical. <laughs> the shirt almost came off. <laughs> but it turns out you were still talking about motorcycles. I caught Sturgis. I just didn't uh, catch the da- Daytona thing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now uh, we forgot that mental image. Oh, great, man. I, it's been a long day. Um it, 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 it's just a boogie. So traveling, <laughs> one of the things you said about the boogie is being hyper aware under canopy. And yep. something that I've heard from new jumpers, and, and I respect, I think I'm hyper aware, and I jump at a big drop zone, so I think I know what's going on. And I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm not going to say you don't have a good skill set. But what I do see is when I go to a boogie, people from all sorts of drop zones, good and bad, different goods and different bads converge. So people can be doing conflicting things that are both good, but together bad. Oh, for sure. We've all seen terrible landing patterns, you know. Yeah. Um, but I suppose when you jump at Spaceland enough and you jump with all of the other different people around you, you kind of, and you see who's on the plane with you, you kind of have an idea of what their canopy is and kind of, oh, yeah, that guy's going to spiral down in front of me in that belly group that he's organizing over there. Or, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or... Um, <laughs> 
Did I say yeah? I, said, I really yeah. wonder yeah. what people people who don't know us like they don't understand yeah. like. But the, you kind of you, you you get what I'm saying, right? You, no, you understand I, I know the exactly what and, you mean. Yeah, and but so, I just want I just wonder what people who don't know us or the group of people that we're kind of referring to, like people who are kind of more strangers to us. I wonder what they think in these moments where we say something that sounds pretty obscure and we all laugh about it. Yeah, it's but they have no kind idea. Kind of an in joke, I suppose. Sound like a bunch of dicks yeah. is what we sound but like. I, I suppose the getting back getting back to the point is, yeah, you know you've. You can't necessarily trust the skill set of the people that are around you. You know what I mean? And I remember Tommy saying to me one time, I was pissed about somebody's terrible landing pattern in front of me. And I needed a Snickers, as Stephen Boyd says. <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> It was towards the end of a day and I was doing tandems and I was kind of tired. And this guy cut me off, wing suitor, cut me off. <laughs> and and I, I was pissed. And I came, uh, came into the packing room and I was pissed. And Tommy just took me to one side. He said... What could you have done differently? And it was just a great, you know, taking advice from Tommy. He's like half my age or something like that. It's less hair, but half my age. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was great advice, you know? Um, and so you've got to kind of think of those things when you're at a boogie. It's like, what are these people going to do to try and kill me? It's a, it's a great way to say it. It's a great way to think. And it, it, people are going to do things you are not familiar with. And that's part of the hyper-awareness of uh, doing that good job. I'm going to go to a boogie. I'm a new jumper. What kind of nightlife am I expecting to see? What, what's going on? Is there entertainment? Is there bands? Is, is there strippers? Um, I don't think the strippers are paid. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, there's typically yeah. entertainment. Um, you know, there'll be a bonfire. There'll be some kind of competitions. There'll be bands. There'll be DJs. You know, if you're lucky enough to be at Summerfest, you'll get Ooh. to hear Rook play. And, you know, it's one of my favorite nights ever, just... Rook and J-Mo just kicking it. Um, yeah, you know, you go along with, to your first one, you go along with great expectations and hopefully they're uh, surpassed, you know? Um, if you remember it all, then you haven't boogied hard enough. I used to go to the, the convention every year, World Freefall Convention, and we'd go for five days, and in five days I'd probably do like seven jumps. Right. I I never got to see good buddies. I that's uh, I met TJ in California, and then we'd see each other every year at the convention. Mm -hmm. I'd see Guy Wyatt Drews. I don't think you ever knew Wyatt. He was a uh, Icarus rep for the U.S. Right. Uh, passed away in a motorcycle accident. But every year, that's where we'd see each other again. So many friends. That's just you. You show up, you party, you never make a skydive together. You just sit there and have a beer. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I've got so many friends just like that. You know, it's just you just hang out, and you know, I suppose I was. Repping um, hypoxic and I skydive, so giving away free T-shirts and hanging out in the vendor <laughs> row, and got to meet more people than maybe a lot of people did, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was a great opportunity and a great time. But new jumpers should definitely go and experience the whole lot, and don't plan on doing thirty or forty jumps unless you really have to. You can do that back at your home drop zone. I want to bring the RV or the the. the boogie circuit back into the conversation in a minute because I want to start moving a sure. little bit further forward but at some point I want to talk about what you think a, a mobile home, not necessarily mobile home but like maybe a man van could be equipped like to go to to, to boogie. So if I want to go to a boogie what, what am I looking for? But I want, I'm going to tie that back into your bus in a little bit if you don't Yeah, mind. right on. Um, your traveling eventually brings you here to Houston. Uh-huh. Um, and and uh, we have a lot of mutual friends. And for whatever reason, I pay your friends a lot of money to tell you, come visit me. <laughs> I pay a lot of friends off with a lot of good favors and say, hey, hey, yeah, just tell people to come come hang out. And you came here to actually eventually uh, get your ratings. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, I met Flora, Tony Urigallo's daughter. Lovely Flora. 
uh, met her at Summerfest. Um, then we hung out in Emporia Brava in Spain. And I basically just posted up when I decided it was time to go get a real job. This was as close to a real job as I could be bothered to get at the time. Um, <laughs> wanted to go and get my ratings. Who would you suggest? And Flora hit me up and said, go and see this dude called DJ Marvin. I thought, never heard of DJ Marvin. Marvin, like, looked up, looked you up on Spotify and everything, couldn't find you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, ended up, like, hitting you up. The only person I knew here when I arrived was Veronica. Um, I met Veronica at Carolina Fest, almost killed Veronica at Carolina Fest, actually. Not skydiving, um, whitewater rafting. I, um, we went, <laughs> have you been whitewater rafting before? No. So in the Carolinas, they've got the former Olympic um, training facility for um, kayaking, right? And you can go and rent a whitewater raft with a guide for eight people, right? And you can go and do this. So on the Sunday or the Monday after the boogie finished, which was probably not the best time to go whitewater rafting. Trunk, Packer Pete from Florida, Veronica and myself show up at the whitewater rafting place. And unbeknownst to us, Trunk has put us into what they call the rodeo raft. So instead of eight people and all of the additional ballast, you're still going down the same rapids, but there's four people on it. And we're all hungover as fuck. <laughs> And they, you go around the first time, which is the easy one, and then you go around the second one, it gets harder. And by the time you get around to the third one, you're in like the Black Diamond Rapids. By the time we get to the first Black Diamond Rapids, I've fallen out four or five times. I've swallowed all of this water, and on the fifth or sixth time, I just said, fuck this, there's a bar there, I'm done. And I'd fallen out by the bar, not on purpose. <coughs> so I just peaced out, and I went to the bar. And I thought that, like put somebody else in because it was Veronica and I up front hitting all of the waves as we go through. No. In the crash where I fell out, Veronica lost her paddle. And then <laughs> friend Clint here just jumps out and says, right, peace out. I'm going to the bar. And then I watched my friends <laughs> like rodeoing all around this five stuff, like the Black Diamond Rapids or whatever it is and see Ron Ronnie just eating shit. She's got no paddle. She's just holding on for dear life. <laughs> Oh, man, you can just imagine, oh, no, I'm going to die. It's brilliant. <laughs> I had no clue. I, I'm going to have to ask her about that story. Mm. You, you end up here. You end up living on the DZ for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Started off, started off bunkhouse in it. There was me, Balake, Benja, and Monfi. So there was me and Balake and two guys. All you guys in the bunkhouse? Yeah. Oh, shit. That must have been a party. Well, two That of explains why it's a hole right now. <laughs> it got worse than that. Um, but, um, yeah, so that was it. Um, ended up renting a little, uh, little trailer for that season. And then, uh, yeah, disappeared off to Honduras after that first season because I don't do winter very well. Did you see they're renovating the whole bunk room, Nick? Finally. Yeah, I've been uh, out there. I haven't been helping, but I... I do the boardwalk back there a couple of times a day, see what they're up to. I've only made it back there once because I've just been busy, but, dude, they are fucking tearing down walls where they need to, dude. It's, they are fixing that fucker up nice. Yeah, it'll be nice to see what it turns into. I mean, couldn't possibly be any worse. There's, <laughs> no. some, there's some stories in those walls. Oh, good. Goodness. I, I don't want to know anything about what's on those walls. <laughs> That's all I'll say, man. I just There's a reason you guys put blankets over the front of your bunk beds. I, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it got worse the second year that I was back because, well, I say worse, it was better. Um, we actually had what we called the staff side of the bunkhouse because we, there was a whole load of us all showed up at once, and there was me, there was my boy Rob Parker, 
There was Casper, <laughs> Sam Lombardo, Veronica, and Panch. What's up, Panch? Um, all living in the bunkhouse. And every now and again, Shredwood would stay because he's a child and needed some adults in his life. And we were his chosen adults, poor Ed. That maybe explains a few things. So, yeah, I used to cook for everybody in the bunkhouse, man. We would cook meals for like eight or ten people on a cafe press and just... You know, my thing at Drop Zones has always been make the food. Make the food, bring people together. I love the community of it. And that's what's really sort of kept me at it is just, you know, the people you work with, the people you hang out with, you know, sit around, drink some beers, eat some food. And I'm a pretty good cook. So, yeah, I won't argue with that. Yeah, I've, I've done a bit of cooking in my time. So, yeah, that's what I like to do. So now you li- living in a bunkhouse, that, that's it's a. Uh Definitely not the most glamorous. I've lived in a bunkhouse for a summer, and it's not glamorous during the week, I was the only one in the bunk room. On uh, weekends, Ward actually worked with us on weekdays. On weekends, he lived at his normal house, at his normal drop zone. So on weekends, he'd leave his trailer empty and let me sleep in his trailer. Right. So I, I seriously had, like, the best setup ever. Yeah, you can't do it long term. Oh, you dude. can't do it long term. I you know. Because, you know you got six or seven people living together. You know, one of you is going to be a pig. And, you know, you got to put up with all of that shit. And we used to have Hyder come in and be like, it was like military camp, you know what I mean? Hyder would come in and somebody would be like, oh, no, Hyder's in the bunkhouse. And the next minute, they'd be on Facebook on the staff page. Everybody that's living in the bunkhouse, you've got till four o'clock to tidy up or move out. <laughs> Those were regular posts back then. They were pretty regular, yeah. 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 Dude, and, and there's nothing cooler than bringing a chick back to the bunkhouse. Apparently so. <laughs> it, uh, it definitely, definitely not the most entertaining time. Now you move from there into an RV? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going up in life, moving up in life. And it's kind of funny, like, when you look back to before I sort of started this whole boogie tour, you know, I lived in a fancy house on the river in Brisbane, and then I chose to go live in a bunkhouse, go live in a camper, you know. Um, and, yeah, I moved into a camper, and, you know, again, like I said, it's – the social side of that is that it's not a camper on its own. It's a community of different people. And you make so many really cool friends just in that environment, you know, because you're all working together, hanging out together. So, yeah, it was a heap of fun. But now I live in a house and it's great. <laughs> it's so good. Got it's a kitchen and everything. It's definitely that, that what do you prefer, what do you like. What, when you moved into an RV on the drop zone, what were you living in? Well, I started off um, in the one that DQ um, DQ moved in after I moved out. So Kris had it before, and it was the perfect size for Kris, right? I'm a little bit bigger than Kris, so I had this little place, but it had a yard, right? So I bought a grill, and I, I can cook anything on a grill, man. So I, we'd grill out in my backyard and everything, and uh, yeah, just just hang out there, and then kind of upgraded the year after to a different one, and. Yeah, you know, it's not so bad. Yeah. So I, I kind of just want to weed through that real quick. You've got a lot of living in RV experiences. Mm-hmm. You've traveled in RVs. You've traveled around. And now you and Erica are looking at building a tiny home out of a bus. Yeah. And, then, and that's kind of really some of the nuts and bolts of what I want to talk about tonight because all that 45-minute lead-up to get there. Because there's... 45 minutes? Yeah. There is a lot of people who are trying to put together vehicles. There's a... a 
Um, Henry Guyver. Did I say that name right? Yeah, that's him. Dude, is that the big old bus that's in suburbia that I? No, dude, that thing looks fucking like a nice tour bus. Right. Um, Henry Guyver is got a Instagram thing on wheels under canopy. I think is the name. Yeah, he's trying to make a, a documentary about. <laughs> he he lived in. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. He lived in China. He's an American guy from Colorado, lived in China, traveled to Spaceland to do the A and a Week program. Right. Fell in love with it. Hasn't been able to make many jumps since going back to China where he works in some crazy factory. And so he's kind of given up his life, buying the bus. I think they just moved back to the U.S., bought the bus. They're converting mm-hmm. it, and then he's going to get the jump package next year and uh, and live on the drop zone. He's going to try and make a... A documentary about the whole thing. Yeah, cool. There's loads of them out there. Well, there's not loads of them out there. I suppose I've been kind of immersed <coughs> in it for the last year or so, l- like looking into it all. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where he and I were. Well, he said to me one day, like, oh, I just want to be a nomad. I just want to travel around and just go and see the rest. You know, Erica works huge hours as an interior designer and she's very, very good at what she does. And so she decided that, you know, she wanted to travel around and I've done a fair bit of traveling. I know I'm pretty good at it. I was living out of two bags for years, right? Consolidated my whole life I'm down into two bags. good at being homeless. Bags. Yeah, I'm pretty good at being <laughs> homeless. I don't complain about it a lot on Facebook or anything like that. Um, and so, yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, that, that, that was my thing. So I was like, yeah, sweet. I'm down, but you've got a closet full of clothes and you've got a house full of furniture. You know, what are we going to do? So Erica's working on all of that and she's doing a cracking job of it, like paring down on clothes and furniture and all of that. And yeah, we bought a bus on my birthday this year. Um, we had all of these grand plans of buying a bus, um, to convert with E being an interior designer. We're not going to turn it into some like tie-dyed hippie bus or anything like that it's going to be it's going to be an apartment on wheels um but it's going to be super nice um so yeah we bought bought a bus on my birthday um it was not the bus that we planned to buy dj like we'd planned <laughs> on getting like a like 1990s early 2000 school bus recently decommissioned you know um they've all got straight straight walls and everything and we were going to yeah. cut the roof off and raise it up because um, they're only like six foot one inside right so you don't want to bang your head on the roof some of us i'll do fucking backflips <laughs> <in the six>. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah um we had this grand plan and then i found can you do a backflip in a six foot one room probably i would imagine that i could okay i, I, I you probably don't go up very much when you we're, do a backflip we're gonna over have your, right? to we're gonna have to Take a video of this happening. If you well, stand on this cabinet <laughs> underneath that fan <laughs> and you can backflip, that's about six foot one. No, I need I need the floor. You're gonna have to move the cabinet. We can do that. It's uh, we'll figure that out. You want to do it now? No, not okay, really. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not really interested. That unless you do first, it though. underneath the fan on the thing, I'm good. No, I can't. I can't <laughs> squeeze between those two. That's no fun then. Um, that's what she said. You guys, so you, you didn't get the the 92,000 bus. No, no, no. Um, so, yeah, I happened to see on some random Facebook bus group, and there's loads of them out there, incredibly political. It's great to just sit back and watch with some popcorn. Um, there was a 1977 California Crown school bus advertised. And if you've been to Cal- you grew up, did you, did you spend some time in California? 10, 12 years. Yeah, so yeah. you know the, like the, the buses that look like a stretched out elongated um, combi van, like split screen, almost like a cigar tube, rounded. Um, they've got a split screen rear um, rear window. 
they're pretty popular in California. They've just been decommissioned now because of the um, emissions laws in California. And so we found one of these, and they're very, very rare in Texas because they didn't sell any in Texas. So some guy in San Antonio had bought one of these buses and driven it over here with the sole intention of selling it. And we picked it up for six grand. This thing's got a seven-liter Detroit diesel engine in it in the middle between the wheels which is the worst place to have an engine. We bought it. <laughs> it doesn't have straight walls. It's rounded. It's not, made of, it's not made of steel on the outside. It's aluminum. It's got solid rivets instead of pop rivets. So you, whenever you're taking rivets out, you've got to grind them off instead of drilling them out. And we bought it because it's beautiful. And that's how we started our little journey. So we, first of all, the engine's in the middle. Yeah. Is there a big hump there for that? No, no, no. No, it's perfectly straight floor. The floor's made out of inch and a half redwood ply. Right? So it's like hardcore, like redwood, sequoia-type plywood. And um, you can access the engine from, like, access hatches on the side. And there's also a big hole in the floor that you can pull up and access it from, uh, from inside the bus as well. Okay. I, I I just you know you I always picture uh, th- I think those are some pictures of your bus right there on yeah there she is on the Facebook live stream thingy I don't know why she's a she but uh, yeah there she is dude uh, every vehicle to me is a she right? I I don't uh, maybe a car or, or a bus will be a man one day but they're all the female to me man yeah yeah I just sex curves lines well this is why ah. we bought this bus like Erica looked at it aesthetically and just went oh my god that's gorgeous god, look at that but sexy man at work right man at work now the funny thing is DJ is we bought this oh. bus and is that you is that your bus yeah that's our bus that's me removing all of the excess insulation from the roof it was a horrible job like by the time I finished I looked like Chewbacca I was <laughs> I'm using a grinder I'm using a steel wheel on a drill to get all of this 40 year old insulation off and I sent Nick a picture of it. It was the worst job I've ever, ever... It was not being puked on. Like, it was the worst job I've ever done. And, uh, yeah, this is my thing because... We got the Chewbacca shot up right now. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful look. So take it back a little bit when it comes to buying the bus. When we bought the bus, I didn't own a single tool, <laughs> right? Because you can't fit tools in two bags, right? But also to go with that lack of tools... I had zero idea whatsoever about any kind of bus mechanicals. I've never done any metal work. I've never done any woodwork. Like in craft at school, I cut, like I've still got the scar on my thumb where I cut halfway through my thumb because I was checking out a girl's ass as she walked past me and I cut through it on the jigsaw. That's That's how crafty I am. So it's quite a big undertaking to buy this bus. And Erica's got all the plans. We've got all the contacts to do the interior and all of the cabinetry work and everything. But all I can really do is the demo, right? So that's what I'm doing at the moment. Because once we've done the demo, we're cutting the roof off and raising the roof a foot and a half. Raise the roof. Raise the roof. Mm-hmm. Copied your move there, Jay Grub. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. Yeah, it's all right. He did it earlier. Raising okay. the roof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got too much. <laughs> I got my back turned to. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, uh, that's the inner raver of Jay Grub over there. See him out there. Chopping D- shapes. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen this boy drink and mm. dance. I heard that he, he oh, yeah. yeah. He 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 has a he cuts loose. He has yeah. a little bit of a good time. Yeah. So we're cutting the roof off and we're raising that up and then we're basically replacing all of the windows and then Erica's got these amazing plans to turn it into a little tiny home. 
We had our wood stove delivered the other day. We're putting a wood sto- wood burning stove in there, and yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Fucking hipsters, goddamn <laughs> hipsters. So, how long is this bus? It's well, again, it's shorter than we wanted as well. Uh, we wanted forty feet, but we had to compromise because it's thirty six. But okay, thirty six. How wide? Um, What's the girth like? The, the girth is what he's asking. We, Your sweaty balls. Not that it. long, but at least it's girthy, you know. Um, I think can. the I think the square feet is about two hundred square feet. We're going to be living. In. How wide? I want to compare this to a, a, a typical school bus that people are looking at. It's as wide as a typical school bus, and yeah. lengthwise, thirty-six feet. What's a normal school bus meant though? A uh, normal school bus is forty feet. Okay, so it's a little bit shorter than a full-size bus. But the engine's in the middle, right? So instead of having like the dog nose bus, like your quintessential American school bus. But That's I wanted a bus. Yeah. I wanted a bus. I didn't want an RV. Like, because again, to me, like the American school bus, like the yellow school bus and everything is kind of like, you know, that screams America, you know? So wait a minute. What the fuck do y'all go to school in? Kangaroo pouches? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I'm English, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We went in horse and carriages. Jesus fucking Christ. Why did you start owning that again? (laughs) Jesus. I've got both passports with me just in case immigration (laughs) stopped (laughs) me. Well, my accent's gone a little bit. Um, Uh, You've said a few things in your Texas drawl with your Australian-British accent. Dude, my dad's done it as well. Like I pick up accents and kind of own them. And I don't, uh, the Australians will tell you that I don't have an Australian accent. I've got a British accent. But I'll say Australian things and I'll have a bit of a rising inflection sometimes. And so that's why people kind of get confused because you guys just think I don't sound American. So it's better to own Australian because everybody thinks the Poms are wankers. So tonight, who, who are wankers? Poms, patrons of Mother England. Poms. Yeah, Poms. That's a new one for me. Yeah, I've actually That's heard what the Australians it is call the English prisoners of Her Majesty. Um, but the other one is you, you're, you're. I think it was patrons of Mother England or something like that. Yeah. I may well be wrong. No, no, I've heard it. I've heard it from many Aussies yeah. both ways. Yeah. So I don't know if you know, but Australia was a prison. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what they called the English prisoners. Yeah. Palmy, palmy ass cunts. P O M. Oh yeah, I looked up palm and it came. It brought up palmy. Well, pomegranate <laughs> juice or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, so you're now dealing with basically a very similar space, at least initially, as a typical school bus. Yeah, seats and everything. Yeah. So I, I ask that because other people who are thinking about doing something like this, I want them to see what vision or plan that you guys are starting with. Yeah, right. Because most people I see do this, uh, do it really poorly. Back to this Henry guy we're talking about, you see the pictures he's putting on Facebook. I don't think he's going f- as far as you guys are, but they're, they're definitely putting together a pretty nice-looking setup. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of space? What You guys are going to have a wood-burning stove in there. What What do you plan on bedroom, living room? Yeah, we've got um, king-size king bed in the bedroom which is up at the back. There's going to be a shower. There's going to be a composting toilet um, because we're going um, fully sustainable. So we're going to have um, solar panels on the roof so we don't have to plug in. We don't have to dump black water or anything like that. We'll carry our water in. Um, you can dump gray water anywhere. Um, and then we basically all of your poop is um, going to be composted using a nature's head toilet. And... Yeah, wood burning stove, full kitchen. It's got to have a proper kitchen for me. Um, and then couch and that kind of thing. No TV. We don't watch TV. So no point in having one, right? Did you ever see Steven's bus? 
Yeah, I've walked through it and I've spoken, I've geeked out with Stephen about this. Like one of the things you find is that anybody that understands and has a love for buses is a nerd about them. And Stephen wants to do something with that bus. Like he's pretty busy, apparently. Yes, like he, he is. <laughs> so uh, I don't think he's got any time to do it right now, but he's got plans to do that. And Stephen's put me onto some really good like um, Instagram um, stuff. He put me onto Nick's friends. Um, that have done, um, I think it's Emma the bus they called it. Yeah, in the Emma end. the schoolie is yeah. what the, the hashtag the is. And it's it's amazing. And they were the ones that kind of gave us some inspiration to make the bus more than just just a bus with a bed and a couch in it. You know, this is basically it's it's going to be an apartment on wheels. So it's going to be pretty dope. You guys are going a little bit big. You guys are going a little bit extravagant. Yeah. I, I say big. You're you're going nice. You're making it a home. Yeah, we're 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 selling our house and we're going to live yeah. in this thing. So it's not going to be a part time thing. You can do it cheap because buses are bus, buses are cheap. You can pick up a bus for fifteen hundred bucks, and it, it'll run. And they'll still do half a million miles, right? So you can do that, and you can do it cheap, and you can probably convert a bus for, including the purchase price, eight thousand dollars. Man. Yeah, that's cheap, right? When you think about RVs, and they're just like sticks and like really flimsy tin. Like, have you ever seen an an RV like a like a camper roll over or seen pictures of them? I've seen them in pieces apart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen a school bus when it's rolled over? It's a piece of metal. Well, they're designed to, to have one and a half times the weight of the bus on its roof because Damn. they're transporting people's kids, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a great platform to build. If you want to build it, you know, build something like that. And it's cheaper than an Airstream. Dude, and some of these RVs get re- ridiculously expensive. Val and I lived in a fifth wheel on the drop zone for quite a few years. Yeah. It was 39 feet some odd inches. It was a 40-foot fifth wheel, and it was nice. It was We had a, a, li- a sunken living room with an electric fireplace, ceiling fans, king-size bed. It was uh, They called it the Tajma trailer in Indiana. They made It was definitely – it was sad, but uh, – a, the price we paid for it was it was pretty uh, steep, but also what you're saying, I, I, I kept it up. I took really good care of it, and it yep. lasted us really well. But if you don't take care of an RV every single week, and in many cases every single day, it's going to fall apart quickly. Yeah, you've got to learn how to live tiny like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and when I was living in an RV on my own, you know, I'm... I'm not the tidiest of guys. I used to use it to sleep because I'd cook outside and everything. I'd literally just sleep, wake up, go to work. So now we're going to be living together in the bus full time. You know, we spent months on research on, you know, what vacuum cleaner to have, what flooring (laughs) to have. Yeah, I kid you not, man. Like what insulation to put in there, you know, what sort of surfaces, you know, Erica's got all of these great ideas, you know, she wants to use tile. How do you put tile into a bus without it falling off the walls, without the grout cracking? You know, all of these things to consider. And it's it's a hell of a project, man. It's a hell of a project. So thankfully, we've had en- enough time to plan it. And we're thinking we're going to have it ready by about April. It's December. What, Nick? I was just pulling up some uh, pictures of the school bus that Clinton was talking about that my friends live in. Emma the schoolie? Yeah. yeah it's amazing. It, they've done a really, really good job. They replaced the windows um, with double glazed windows. Yeah, this is them cooking inside. This is inside their bus. Can you uh, make OBS full screen for a second, please? I just, yeah. 
Okay, I can see that now. Yeah, they've got a proper kitchen. Oh, holy got shit. But they, they have uh, kind of the, the whole uh, series of the remodel for the for the bus, too. Yeah, that looks a lot like the front of your bus. I've seen just the one picture from that front angle that, that I forgot that chopped but off the, nose look. Well, yeah, that's but that's a new newer bus. Yeah. You know, you look at the, how straight that is. Um, they put a great roller door in the back so they can store all of their toys and keep everything nice and secure. They did an amazing job. And it's Ben Nelson. Oh, God bless Ben Nelson, you piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Ben Nelson, I love you. Ben Nelson is actually considering uh, if he moves back into an RV. Right now he's staying in an apartment. It's basically in Dallas. But if he gets back into living on the drop zone or in an RV, he wants to get like one of those legit tiny home trailer things. Mm-hmm. And they're the same idea. You can actually get those tiny homes for very similar prices, in some cases, not all cases, as a really nice trailer. They're expensive. They are. A really yeah. nice trailer. Yeah, a really <laughs> nice trailer. Listen to us. If anybody that hasn't lived on a drop zone <laughs> is just uh, listening to us going, trailer trash. Here's a really good picture of it. You can kind of see the overall, what, what they've done. He, they Ooh. cut off the, the, it had traditional windows in it. They c- cut all the windows, raised the roof, redid the walls, and then just put windows where, where they wanted to have windows. Yeah, so that thing's basically a sealed unit. They um, use closed-cell insulation throughout, double-glazed windows, and even cut off the cab so that you can retain heat, retain the cool air from air conditioning, that kind of thing. That is one thing that you've got to think about in these tiny homes, in these mobile homes, in these RVs. Having an AC in, in, in Texas, for sure, but it doesn't matter where you're at, man. Those RVs are little ovens or little boxes. Oh, for sure. For, f- for people that feel the heat as well, like, thankfully yeah. for me, I don't sweat. I sparkle. Um, well, yeah, okay, you're sparkling <laughs> right now, buddy. <laughs> I'm wearing a Christmas sweater for you, brother. Come on. Um. <laughs> but it looks a lot more like you're inside of a house than yeah. inside. Yeah, for sure. The, and this is the point I was making is that it's very much like an apartment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the AC is important. The AC, you really can't run off solar. You know, I can't afford the number of batteries you'd need for AC running off solar. So we are going to have to use a generator for that. But we're going to insulate. So, you know, retaining your cool air is going to be uh, key to that. Are you also going to get uh, 35 amp service as well so you can plug in if you're ever someplace? Yeah, we're going to do 30. Uh, 30, 30 amp. For, yeah, 30 for sure. But the idea is to rock up somewhere and go to BLM land um, or, you know, National Park Services. BLM land, you can camp on a lot of it for Bureau free. Bureau of Land Management, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff up in Utah where you can just literally go out to some of the most beautiful places in America and just rock up there. And you can stay there for, I think it's three weeks before you have to move on for little or no charge. And, you know, you've seen just on some of the videos there where Nick's friends, you know, they'll wake up and you, if you look at like, hashtag van life or hashtag home is where I park it or whatever. These people are like smugging off about how great their view is from their front window and something. And you can just park up next to the mountains, next to the lakes, and there'll be nobody around next to you. And you can just chill. And that sounds pretty cool to So me. wait a minute. You and Erica are going to go travel and do this. Uh-huh. What's she, is she still going to do interior design work? Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, so the company she works for, um, By Design Interiors, big plug. Thanks, Peggy. Um, Basically, they want to keep Erica in whatever capacity they can. So Erica's clients want to keep her as well. So she can fly in for a week at a time, a week at a time every month. And um, yeah, basically do her work remotely. We're going to have satellite internet on the the bus so she can work remotely. 
we'll, uh, we'll be close enough to a drop zone for me to do drop zone work if that's what I want to do. Or, you know, man, we can just go and experience whatever jobs we really want to. A lot of Erica's, well, she's just got some new work where she's um, redesigning FBOs. So little airport offices all throughout the country. So it doesn't matter where she's living because she'll be traveling to Portland or to Florida or wherever. So it's a great opportunity and great time in our lives to kind of cut back a little bit on the amount of hours worked and spend more time on ourselves. They hire interior designers for FBOs. Yeah. I've never been in one of those FBOs. Actually, I think I have been in some of those. But most FBOs I've been in is a little room with a couch and a desk. Yeah, they're going to be a bit fancier now my wife's doing them. Yeah. yeah. No, not the ones. I, your wife won't be doing the ones I've been in. No. No, I've, I've only been to one. I went to one when Steve flew me up to Dallas. And it was okay. Like, But it wasn't anything special. And yeah. Erica's sort of opened her eyes up to that. And she's got a great client that she's got a great relationship with. So it's going to be nice. Nice, man. So you guys, be, sorry, I got a little sidetracked no, no, with no. where you guys are going to go. So your guys' goal, your guys' idea is to travel and go, go as far as you can, but I want to kind of go back to the idea of a van on the drop zone now. Yeah. So you've got these experiences, these ideas. Now, let's go back to this idea like this guy, Henry, or, or these other guys. I want to, to move into a van. Now, let's for, skip the bus for a second. What does Nick need to do to his little rape van? Other than start raping people. <laughs> Well, that's first on the list, right? You need to paint free candy on the side. No, I got the decals. But, I mean, I don't want to rape someone on the bare floor. You know, that's just rude. <laughs> trying to be a gentleman yeah, here. Yeah. Um, that's where we had, what's his nuts? Glenn, he actually had a whole... <laughs> that's where we had it was on the floor. <laughs> so well, he's cut his hair off now. We, Maybe that's some kind of issue. We, we raped uh, Glenn on the floor. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, did you cut his hair off? <laughs> I pulled it all out. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, right. You're a head <laughs> He liked nice, it rough. Nice, oh, nice to know. Did you Medusa him? Uh, Nick, are you planning <laughs> on actually... You <laughs> Do you not know what Medusa is? <laughs> no, I so just... How does one Medusa a person, so, please? All right. Um, now, Braden explained this to me. Um, and apparently, oh, boy. Perfect. Apparently, this was passed on to him by Blake. Um, and apparently, to Medusa somebody is basically your commitment to being serious about a girl. Right? So... This is how it was explained to me. Sorry, Erica. But basically, you know when she's the one, when you can take a handful of her hair and you're looking her in the eyes when you're... And you just <laughs> focus on her like you've got a handful of snakes, oh, but you're okay. not going to let and go. And you don't look away? Yeah. This is how you know. That's how you... Yeah, that's how you know. Medusa. Still haven't found her. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Slow down I like that you threw two different friends under the bus and apologized to your wife before you got <laughs> to the explanation. I've changed. <laughs> I just I just don't want to know. So Nick, you're actually planning on doing some converting to your van. Uh, that at some was the point? whole the whole reason that I bought the van was I was gonna yeah. uh, build like I wanted a, a big empty cargo van to build a little bed and a little desk in the back of it and just have it be a mobile crash pad. So when I'm late at the drop zone on a Saturday night and I have to be there early Sunday, it's just somewhere that I don't have to drive home and I, where I can crash. And rape people. And rape people. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. and I just haven't gotten around to, to building it. I've just been too busy. It should be really simple. It honestly is a few days worth of work, but uh, I just haven't had time. Yeah, so when I first got to the States, I went to a company in California and I rented like what you call a conversion van, right? Like one of those Ford vans a little uh, kind of like texas ken's old 18 van right and i rented that out and basically converted into a bed 
and you open up the back doors and there's a kitchen in there and you can cook and you know I was cooking in the parking lot in Eloy for a little bit um, and you know that le- let me think right oh, you know I could, uh, I could I could do this a little bit more um, and those kind of setups those van setups are kind of awesome but I don't think I could live in that long term, you know? Um, I kind of need to have some space. Um, Erica would need to have some space living with me in such a small space. And then Pete the dog would definitely need some space because Pete is not a lap dog. So How big is Pete the dog? Pete the dog right now, he's 18 weeks old and he's 25 pounds. And he's going to get to about 50 pounds. And he's a hunting... muscle. Yeah, he's a a hunting and herding dog. He's He's a Texas Blue Lacey. So it's the state dog of Texas, which I love educating Texans about. Like, you've got a state dog for a first. I bet you didn't know that, did you? And the guy with the funny accent is telling you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, state dog of Texas. And Pete is a hunting and herding dog that's bred out of a border collie, a greyhound, a coyote, and a blackmouth cur, which is some kind of scent dog or something like that. Is this a gangbang with dogs? Well, that's how they breed dogs, right? They just don't get smash them in the face and say, oh, that's a bulldog. Like, they've got to breed it into them. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I didn't get to look like this because I kept getting hit in the face playing Well, actually, I did get, keep getting hit in the face playing rugby. But, yeah, you know, evolution and shit. So, yeah, they <clears> basically <throat> designed this dog to be an awesome hunting dog and herding dog out in West Texas. And he's awesome, dude. So cool. Dude, I've seen you put a few pictures on Facebook. Yeah, I've turned into one of those dog people. Yeah, very pretty. Yeah, he's super cool. And we're taking him to, well, we're taking him to Sit Means Sit through uh, Critter's recommendation. Mm-hmm. And it's the shit, dude. So cool. Dude, somebody else recently uh, said something that they, they went to Critter. Uh, well, we went to Sit Means Sit uh, after they'd heard it was from Critter. Lindsay, was it? Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah, Lindsay. Yeah. Lindsay and Pulfitter. she's like adopting dogs all over the place. Yeah, and she seems to, she's had a really good experience. I, I so have, good. I have not actually used them directly as much as I just uh, they're really good friends of mine and they yeah, give yeah, me a yeah. lot of advice. Yeah, it's expensive, but it's worth it, man. Those yeah. people have been amazing. They come to our house to do training. Um, like we'll do training at the facility, but then they'll come to our house and I'll make them dinner and you know just train Pete for our household environment. And they'll be doing training for Pete uh, for Pete relative to the bus as well to make his life easier. You know. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing what those people do, man. Dog life in a bus could be hard. Uh, we'll, we'll get all back to that. So yep. I, I want to get this van together, though, because I want to travel to the boogie circuit. Yep. Mm-hmm. When I'm going to the boogie circuit, what can I expect as far as I, I want to go there in a van for a week-long boogie? Because a lot of these good ones are five, they ten are, days for long. Sure. Mm-hmm. What, what should I bring? What should I expect? And this is not necessarily decking out a van. Whether it's like Glenn has done or whether it's just bringing some mattresses and supplies, where do we sleep, where do we pee, where do we uh, shower? Yeah, well, you you need a cooler for beer, you need somewhere to sleep, and I would suggest having a clock in the van so that you can see what time it is, right? Because, yeah, 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 but I don't know if you know, but I went like... Two years without a cell phone, right? Okay. Just part of my cutting away. Like it's kind of... Oh, oh, I, uh, I, I actually went, I don't know how long without a phone. And I actually got a phone because I moved to Texas and Valerie wasn't moving to Texas. Well, I got a phone because Erica and I started dating. and like, We got phones of, because it's, it's, of women. It's, yeah, it's kind, of, <laughs> kind of difficult to do that. But so I was at FlyFly Fly and I was in this van and I was parked in the parking lot of Lake Elsinore. You know where the parking lot is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just up from where the packing area is by the, um, by the grass. grass, um, And 
we'd had a few beers the night before. There's some funny stories there, but yeah, another time. Um, and like, I woke up to the sound of a twin otter. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, with fly flights, super expensive, but it's amazing time, right? It's a skills camp. It's, you get 25 jumps a week with coaches. And I can hear the planes taking off, which means, one, I'm probably late for my group. And so I um, jump out of bed, open up the side doors of the van, which are facing towards the packing area. Sun in my eyes, California sunshine in my eyes. Can't really see shit. It's a bit dusty. And then I realize that I'm stuck bollock naked. <laughs> and I've just stepped out right onto the AstroTurf there. <laughs> and I'm neither a grower or a shower. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, dude, it was. Yeah, so have a clock with you. Um, and make sure you're wearing clothes before you get out of your van. Because you really haven't got any. Like, the worst part about living in a van is, like, putting your clothes on. You know what I mean? Like, is it, have you ever tried putting clothes on in a tent? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of difficult, right? In like a two-man tent, like the oh, old school small tent. tent. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm with you now. Yeah, that's kind of difficult, right? So, uh, yeah, I used to do a lot of motorcycling, and I'd take my tent off with me and uh, have a small little tent, and like trying to put on all of your motorbike gear in a tent is it's hard work. Why don't you just step outside the tent and put on your gear? Well, because you're in a campsite with people everywhere, and you're stepping out of your tent with nothing on. You or don't wear cold. clothes underneath motorcycle well, that's too much common sense for me. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, at this point in time, anyway, I'm just saying it's difficult okay. to put on clothes if you need to. <laughs> like, if you're out in the outback Australia and it's middle of winter and you're camping, you don't want to be getting out in your undies to put on all of your motorbike gear, no. right? So you try and do it inside your tent where it's already warm. It's kind of difficult to do. Have you ever had a problem getting dressed inside your van? Well, you know, I really don't get naked in the van all that often. I've actually come to the... I, I show up to work early at the drop, so I'm 15 minutes early sometimes. I'm sure you see me pulling every now and then. I see you pull out every once in a while. Yeah, you doing? Uh. So, uh, go ahead, man. And uh, you... Uh, I'll, I'll see you... I'll see you sometimes go over and chill in the van. I don't know. I, it starts rocking. Emotion starts happening. Oh, yeah. I'm just making sweet love to myself. It's one of my hobbies. No, sometimes I'll go in the van and just like get a dry shirt because when you're seeing me in the in the morning, I've just finished exercising, and I often am completely drenched. Yeah, especially when it's humid. I've so, watched you stare at that tire for ten seconds at a time. Yeah, that tire will fuck your whole world up. You want to come flip it with me? I'm not going to argue or disagree with you. I'll try flipping it once. I'll show you how, I, dude. I, I'll flip it once. You'll either flip it over or really hurt your back. One of the two will happen. Right now, I don't think I should flip it. <laughs> I, if you've been, this whole week has been fucking hell on my back. I am having back spasms, having back issues, and there's been more than once in this AFF course I can't get back. I can't arch or I can't do something. Just momentary moments of pain. Just so you fly a lot more. Hey, you fly a lot more like a new AFF student then, I guess. Yeah, no, fortunately in free fall, I don't notice pain. I, I'm sure you've dealt with injury and skydiving. It's not necessarily the wisest or smartest thing, but when I'm in free fall, I don't always feel as much pain as or agony as I do when I'm standing Dude, on the ground. I have honestly had like a full-on Charlie horse in my hamstring in free fall. Oh, that I have Shoot, had. Dude. Shooting tandem video. I've That's had them on I tandems. I do anything about this right now. <laughs> I'm on tandem just straightening out my leg the best I can. What did you call it? A Charlie horse? You guys have that word? No. 
Uh, just Which a, guys? Australians? English? Like uh, <laughs> douchebags? <laughs> yes. Well, I should have the same language as you. Yeah. Uh, that's why I use the word, son. I figured you'd know it. Well, you mean like a knot or something? Let's know a really crazy, like when you, your entire muscle tenses up and seizes up and like, like a, bad oh, a cramp. cramp. Yeah, like a really intense cramp. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, I've never heard it called that, but well. Learning Maybe today. You You're should gonna learn mm. today, son. Yeah, welcome to America, <laughs> where we have Charlie horses All right. and good mustaches. That's, that's, that's a fine. It's coming, it's coming in. It? I gotta separate it from the fine. beard. The beard's coming in too thick that you're losing, uh, losing all this Definition. beauty right here. Was yeah. that for November? Uh, I think it was mostly to bother my girlfriend. Does Sam not like it? Uh, I don't know. She didn't like the idea of me doing it. Which was solidifying for the idea of. But me you doing can it. rock one. You know, there's yeah, some pull, people that have got a top lip for one, like Blake Barton. Yeah, Blake beautiful. Barton was beautiful mustache. Born for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tex, he can hold on to mustache See, real fine. I, I he think goes all right. I have the benefit of an ugly face, so everything that covers any bit of my face is beneficial. Which you is why I wear have a, a beard. Face. <laughs> no. Yeah, I grew a beard to hide the ugly. <laughs> yeah, where'd your beard go? I noticed that it left. It fell. Off. It ran away from my ugly face. Son of a bitch. Son bastard. of a bitch. No, it was time for a little bit of a trim, and after I trimmed it, I decided I wanted to trim it more, and I tried four different guards before I settled this close. You know what it's like to look at a picture of like a bunch of older guys in the 60s or 70s and look at all the crazy shit they've got going on with their hair or, or facial hair? Yeah. It's like, we will be old men one day looking at a picture of us all having beards looking pretty unkempt. Dude, and I've had some very, what do you, what very. Do you, what do you mean unkempt? <laughs> <laughs> I straightened this this morning, hair dryer, the whole lot. Hmm. I had to learn how to use a hair dryer in order to get my beard right. You know that? Because like, do you know how to use a hair dryer? Do you? <laughs> right? Because dudes get a fucking hair dryer and go, oh, purpose of this is to dry my fucking hair, right? So you're holding it out here and you're drying your hair. Have you ever seen a chick dry her hair, like with the comb and everything, like straightening it? Get your beard straight. You've got to get that hot air behind it and like straighten it out, right? So you've got to learn how to do it. Hashtag beard life. <laughs> Did he just lose his fucking man card? No, I, <laughs> no, no, I fucking didn't. You still yeah, have to do it for it. Nothing wrong with being a nice looking man. You no, know? no. It, that's, it's okay. I, uh, I handle it well. I don't know why. You want to mute that? You want to quit telling me how to do my job? No, do you because want to? Because I would mute it if I had any idea how to, but I don't. So let's just keep going with the show. You got it. <laughs> I was going to tell you how. Um, <laughs> now I lost track. Um, no, God damn it, I had it. And I lost it, man. Um, I was going. Uh, you were making fun of Clint for being a woman with a hairdryer. And yeah, the and beard, what? yeah. Um, no, I was going back to the boogie stuff. I was ba back on the boogie circuit. Um, skills camp, fly, yeah. fly, 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 amazing, amazing. Is there something like an inside joke about the spelling of that? Fletch, Fletch. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't it's understand. some kind of Scandinavian thing. I think it's pronounced fly, fly. Like it's predominantly a Scandinavian camp, right? Yeah. Um, the organizer Peter Nilsson and now uh, Marius and Mar uh, Marie. Um, you know, they're from all somewhere where it's cold, um, and so they come basically at the beginning of their season to Elsinore and organize this amazing skills camp. It's two weeks, um, 10 days of jumping, Monday through Friday, weekends off, and just mega coaches, like mega, mega, mega coaches from like Mikey Carpenter and Pedder and Matt Hill, Domi Kiga, Anna Moxness, um, like all the way, like, it's amazing, and whatever skill level you've got, you get paired up with a coach. There's four um, jumpers to each coach, 
and you work on what you want to work on. When it's angles, head up, head down, like all of these scandos are shredders because they spend a lot of their time in darkness. So uh, they get to go to the tunnel and fly well, you know. So uh, yeah, it's 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 an amazing time, amazing time. And Peter Nelson is one of my favorite people in the world. He helped me out at a time where. I was having a bit of a dark time and I was in Honduras all on my own and coming back here and wasn't going to Fly Fly and Peter said, hey, you coming to Fly Fly? And I was like, no, I'm not coming to Fly Fly. I haven't got the money to do it. I'm a professional skydiver now, not a professional drop zone bum. Um, going back to Houston, I'm going to throw some drogues and that kind of thing. And this was all over Facebook Messenger and I was in pretty much in bed in Honduras, half drunk. And I woke up the next morning and I shit you not, I've got messages all blown up on my messenger from Peter Nilsson and one of my Australian buddies, Rich Oakey, um, basically <coughs> saying, why the fuck are you not coming to Fly Fly? We'll get you to Fly Fly. And then their conversation just continued. I'm not giving any input to it at all. And I wake up in the morning, I've got a flight booked from Houston to California. I've got transport booked from LAX to Elsinore, accommodation booked and a slot the boogie booked. Like, these people are amazing. Like, if anybody gets the opportunity to go to Fly Fly and hang out with these people, if you see Peter before me, give him a big hug. Like, it's one of the best events and skills camps you could go to. And that's something Nick uh, talked about earlier, the difference between a boogie and a skills camp. So a lot of these places you've talked about are boogies, and they're a really good time. But now we're also going to skills camps. Uh -huh. uh, Fly Fly, I've looked it up before. It's how many jumps over how much time? It's 50 jumps over two weeks. Or in my case, 20 jumps over two weeks. <laughs> 50 jumps over two weeks. So you're doing, uh, that's 10 days, that's five a day. Yeah. And, and they're very organized, they're very structured? Very organized, very structured. There's um, events during the evenings. Um, they have a poker night at Lake Elsinore Casino. Um, there's pool parties pretty much every night. Um, there's dance parties at the end. My man, Mu Tang, um, normally, uh, not normally DJing there. Um, congrats, Moo, if you're listening, and Kim. Um, they're having a baby. Um, I don't know. You might know Moo from your days out no. there. It's maybe a little bit after your time. But, yeah, you know, there's there, there's a nightlife scene. But then the weekends, to allow Elsinore to continue being skydive Elsinore, um, the, the camp's put on hold and everybody takes the weekend to go to San Diego or hang out. And, you know, everybody likes to go shopping, apparently. And, uh, you know, do all of that kind of cool stuff. That sounds like... That sounds like a great setup. Just back to five days of jumping, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Weekends, visit places you want to go. Mm -hmm. uh, fly, fly. I, I, I used to jump, you know that, at Elsinore back uh, left in 01. And so that whole area, there's so many things to do. Oh, so it's many things beautiful. To see. It's so, so nice. And, you know, the progression and what they put into the whole event, like they bring on a full-time um, video editor for the entire two weeks. And there's a uh, week tape, and then there's, the, so Friday night, finish off with a party, and then there's a tape. And then the end of the um, two weeks, there's another tape. And it's all put together with all the footage from all of the organizers. So it's not just the cool kids with Mikey Carpenter. You know, it's the retards like me with, you know, some awesome coaches. <laughs> but, you know, there's a whole heap of fun in there, and they're all online. Um, Leaky used to do it, and uh, yeah, you know, um, there's, yeah, dude, it's just amazing. The video editing, the quality of it's real cool. Um, I'm sure Nick will probably look at it and say, oh, yeah, you know, maybe. But this is like a couple of years ago when I was doing this, and, you know, it's... Um no, dude, you know, I honestly hate watching uh, boogie and event videos that are edited by other people because, like, when you're, when you're editing for long enough, you just kind of, you have your bag of tricks, you know? Right. 
And it's like I see some something I'll see someone do something that's either really creative or technically difficult, and I'm like, no, fuck that. This is stupid. Skydiving <laughs> video is stupid. I'm not gonna watch this anymore. <laughs> and I just get bitter and jealous yeah, when, when yeah, I think yeah. someone's done yeah. it better than me. But no, I really do admire, uh, especially someone that can churn out a nice edit of an event quickly. Because I really like uh, to take my time with, with doing it. And yeah, for sure. Uh, I've, and I've seen you sort of studious there. You've got the headphones on and you, it's like Nick's in his zone. Don't go anywhere near him. Don't like, fuck yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah, don't fuck with him. But yeah, Leaky used to do, it, do an overnighter. So she would have yeah, That's all impressive, man. That's a lot of work. Hard work, hard work. But the videos are dope. Like The videos are really, really cool. So look them up if you can on YouTube at some point, guys. It's what's, pretty cool. What's Fly Fly Run? I, I know you've mentioned these, but this has all been a very... You mentioned man, it quickly. It's hard to think. Um, I want to say it's like three and a half grand, maybe three grand. It's expensive. It definitely sounds like a, a It's damn expensive to a professional skydiver. You yeah, know? Absolutely, man. Yeah. And you've got to get there on top of it all. Uh-huh. Yeah. So does, uh, what other skill camps have been going on in the last few years? Well, um, not that I've been to, but, you know, you've, you've got your Fly for Life and stuff like that. And, you know, you only ever hear good raps about those guys, you know. And yeah. I've been lucky enough to meet the guys and hang out with them. But, yeah, it's super cool. It's super cool. Yeah. I went to uh, the team Off Track um, Tunnel Camp and Skydiving Camp in Dubai, which was basically a whole load of friends from Australia rocked up to Dubai. And we all had between... Eight and ten, or eight and twelve hours of tunnel at the uh, at the new tunnel that had opened up in the desert. This is a few years ago now, and then we'd be jumping if we weren't in the tunnel at the desert campus. And yeah, the progression of that kind of thing is crazy because we had we had Pedder, we had Martin Christensen, we had oh man, who else? Um, Kai Kai, he's all right. Um, Micah, like yeah, all sorts of amazing people there. Um, and like, if you can really sort of uh, bring that down to like, there's so much intense learning that you can have in, a, in such a short period of time, just by constant repetition and changing up coaches as well. You know, don't always fly with the same person. Learn different skills. I learned a lot from Kai Kai because he's fat like me. You know, it's <laughs> kind of kind of cool to do stuff like that. Um. What what would you look for now? You you've been in the sport for a long time. What what boogie would what boogie would bring you back? To boogie in? No, for for whatever <laughs> reason, not uh, to bring you back to boogie, but like in your current state of being, not to bring back yeah yeah uh, yeah trunks Clint. Uh huh. Um, man, Scudive New England is awesome for Tiki Boogie. Um, the first time I showed up at Tiki Boogie, I didn't even take my rig, um, because I knew. It was going to be a party. It was going to be a good time, you know. And it w it was a great time. I think I'll take my rig next time <laughs> and see a bit of New England from the air. Um, that was a great one. But um, CSC Independence Day boogie. That was pretty cool. That that's an amazing <coughs> facility. Amazing people there. Doug and uh, you know, Doug and the team have got one of the best drop zones in the world in terms of their facilities there. I saw you flexing. No, no, you did not. Yes, I did. I saw you flex. The you whole, the anyone watching did too. Did you flex it right? Uh, I don't know if I would say I did it right, but I did flash a silly face to the camera. Oh, nice work. Nick likes to every now and then uh, say hello to the people on Facebook. No yeah. one's noticed that I'm uh, slowly getting undressed, though. Oh, Disappointed. Right. Brian, uh, oh, not Brian, but uh, Jimmy Wynn must I, not be watching that. I, I have. 
Um, and oh, by the way, <laughs> you just noticed I brought the pillow out. No, <laughs> Ben's boner pillow has now been violated by Clint. You guys now share him. Um, and by the way, uh, those of you who did ask, including Jimmy Wynn, yes, that picture on Facebook Live really is Clint. Not Facebook Live, but on, on our Facebook post, really is Clint. Yeah, yeah, it really was me a few years ago, for yeah. sure. He, uh, you were, I don't know if you were any pounds lighter or heavier back then, but it was different weight distribution. Yeah, yeah, I was, in that photo, I was a fair bit lighter on stage. I was 189 pounds. You were a stripper, that's why you were on stage. Yeah, 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 <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it was just one of my little obsessions. Um, I started lifting weights about five years before that photo, and... Um, became a bit obsessed with it and decided that I became obsessed with powerlifting, like lifting, lifting heavy shit because I'm never, mu- I was never much of a runner after my rugby career. I found out that I've got one leg slightly shorter than the other. So running was never for me. You ran in circles. Yeah. I just <laughs> ran in circles. Yeah. Couldn't catch me. Can't um, go straight. Yeah. So uh, I started lifting weights and um, got good at that. And, um, when you get good at lifting weights, you get kind of bigger and stronger, right? And my coach used to be a bodybuilder, so uh, I decided I, I'd try and I'd try and beat him. To be perfectly honest with you, <laughs> I got stronger than him, so then I decided I'd try and beat him. Um, so yeah, did a bit of that for a while, and never again. So CSC Independence Day, you bodybuilding yeah. freak. You you went to Lost Prairie. Yeah, yeah. What's that one like? Prairies, prairies different. Prairie's very, very different. Um, I showed up there straight after Summerfest, literally left Rook's house on Sunday morning after the last Saturday night party and got in the RV and thankfully somebody else drove um, and we headed straight to Prairie. So we got there on Tuesday afternoon. So it was a hell of a drive Mm -hmm. for Topless Tuesday. So I walk, walk onto the drop zone and there's just titties everywhere. And I was like, this boogie's all right. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I met Benja the first time, actually. I don't recall meeting Benja. And we didn't put it together for like a year. But yeah, Benja and I uh, met at Lost Prairie. And it's weird. Like, you meet people and then you're sort of sitting down around the campfire at the drop zone telling stories. And you realize, oh, yeah, I know you from here. We were on yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lost Prairie's different, man. You show up as Topless Tuesday. Yeah, there's a whole lot of tradition and history to Lost Prairie that... You know, when you show up for the first time, somebody will take you under their wing and be like, right, this is how choir works. And I'm like, fucking choir? Like, I went to a, I went to a religious school. Like, I got kicked out of choir for hitting somebody with a tambourine. I haven't been to choir since. And then you're singing the male version of a choir. And they have a night where you go and learn the male version of the songs that they've always sung at Lost Prairie. Like, it's, it's a trip. It's, and, like, people go back and go back and go back. It's just such a long-ass way. But... It's up by Glacier National Park, and that area is gorgeous. They so, had, what other theme nights do they have at Lost Prairie? I've heard various stories over the years. Do you remember? <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. No Did, recollection whatsoever. Just it was the, great. <laughs> it, every single one of your boogies starts with, I showed up, and then ends with, I don't remember anything else after I oh, showed dude, up. Oh, Carol- dude. Right. <laughs> Carolina Fest. Um Carolina Fest, the last night of Carolina Fest, we'd been weathered out, so everybody had disappeared. And there was just vendors and organizers there. And we all went out for beers, and we are all sat at this long table. And I got sat next to Simon Bones. And Simon Bones started talking about beer. I like beer, but I don't give a shit what goes into it, and I don't care how it's made. And 
Apparently, I just went to sleep mid-conversation with Simon Bones, flat out, passed out asleep in my chair. Yeah, it was... Um, Simon likes to talk about beer. He does like to talk about beer. And I don't know... And me. he knows his beer. Yeah, I don't know. know much about beer, but it seems like he is extremely smart about it. I was pretty tired in my defense. <laughs> I, anytime I've talked with Simon, he, he's engaging in conversation. Incredibly so engaging. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Say I was incredibly tired. Yeah. <laughs> drunk. Yeah. Well, both, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, we're working next week, I don't know if you know, on a guest... I hope we can work that out. One thing I do want to take a, a time out and ask is, is I've been looking at the guest list upcoming and what we have going on. I think you've been working on it. I, I do want to know from people who watch this on Facebook, who listen to this on your podcast, send us a message, send us an email. I've, I've heard quite a few different requests back of who people want to see on the podcast. Stephen Boyd. Stephen Boyd. I've heard that name again. Um, y'all should Stephen Boyd, not... Jed, and Trent. That's a, that's a good trifecta. That's a lineup. Yeah. Actually... I, uh, I'll, I'll share this. I'll tell you what I've tried to do, and here's a goal I have. Sharing this goal is probably the worst thing to do to actually get it accomplished. But I've spoken with Steven and said at some point, and this, this, I, this might be years down the road, I would love to set up in the hangar that big-ass 100-inch screen we have, the projector we have, and throw up random anomaly videos with Dred, Trent, and Steven sitting up front and just... Just playing a video here and there and just telling stories about their time together as Anomaly and talking about what they've done. And just a fireside hangout with, with, the, with the boys from Anomaly. Awesome. Dude, I would be there all night. Absolutely. I, uh, I, Those I, boys have some stories. I don't know if we'll ever get it done to get them all, all there at the same time to get it all worked out. I just I don't know. Trent seems like he'd probably be the hardest one of the bunch to, to get sat down. I think, uh, I mean, Steven, as uh, elusive as he uh, might be in getting him on the podcast... I think that he, you, you might be able to talk him into, to that sort of a yeah. reminiscent sort of uh, a- atmosphere. Yeah. But I think Trent is just too much of a. I love Trent. Don't get me wrong. Trent and I are good friends. But I think he's a little bit of a rotten bastard that it would be hard to talk to. It's a political debate or something. Oh, yeah. Right? There we go. Tell we're going to talk. It's a Trump rally. Yeah. We're celebrating Reagan. <laughs> Reagan videos. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to be celebrating Reagan tonight. We're honoring Reagan, and uh, Trent will show up. Uh, Jed, I don't know. We'll just tell Jed, come on out. No, Jed's down. Yeah, Jed will come on out. He's easy going. Steven, I don't know if he's been elusive to come on the podcast, Jed. I, I take his I mean, temperature every now and then. He's certainly waiting until we're ready. And yeah. I think that's a good move on, on, on both parties. I, I want to wait till I have Steven on because there's so many different ways this can go. And I know I'll ha- I want to have him on at least once, but a mm-hmm. few more times. Because just the time to talk about those boys in their anomaly days or... or great. The time to talk about what it's like to work in the sport. And then there's uh, other things. I, I, I really hate. I really. Uh, Nick loves it when we go on to not skydiving conversations. He prefers that's all we do. That's not totally true. I like talking about skydiving. No, but you, 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 uh, Steve and I have a lot of similar interests when we look at. Oh, yeah. We could have a whole podcast and talk not at all about skydiving. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But yeah. then you'd be talking about MMA and people like me would just be like, Ugh, no, actually, we would. Uh, we could do without MMA okay, on this good. podcast that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's not kind of my thing, the MMA stuff. Yeah. Um, not gaming. Gaming. Not gaming. Yes. Man. You know Come you on. love it. No. Because I think you're talking about gay men. Right? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, well, mm, whatever. Each to their own. But. Yeah, dude, not that. You no. know who would have been good, but he's gone back to Australia? Ken Stone. I would have loved that. Oh Ken man, on. yeah, that yeah. boy's got some stories. He's you get a good some, cunt. You eh? get some whiskey into him. Oh man, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. 
what I'm really waiting for is to set up for next next uh, year or next season because at the beginning of this year as we started the podcast, I had asked a couple uh, different friends to join us or come on, and uh, a few of them said yes, and just their trips never uh, materialized. Uh, a couple of them were like, ah, and when we were super early on, they weren't sure what to make, and now I think they realize the first couple episodes – People were saying they're scared to come on because mm-hmm. we're mean to our guests because our <laughs> guests were Jay Vienendahl and Ben Nelson. I think I said no the first time, right? Yeah, you asked me, ah. and I was like, I was like, oh, I made some random excuse about, oh yeah, I'm super busy at the moment, yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, it was kind of a little bit nerve wracking. Then I was like, oh well, man, you got rabbit, and like, yeah, you did good there. So, so hold on one sec, I want to talk to you about that right there because there's a few of our guests who are who are looking at coming on eventually. And there's no doubt because the first guests that were on the show were Nick and myself. Yeah. Nick and myself set a video camera up on a tripod that was obvious as a day. We had, we you said video camera. You mean cell, cell phone. phone. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I did not mean video. I meant cell phone. We had my cell phone. Holy shit. We had my cell phone on a tripod in the middle of the room. There was nothing else in the middle of the room. So it was obvious as hell to us that we're sitting in front of a camera. We've never done this before. We went to sushi and said, let's go give it a fucking try. Yeah, then we both came really? in here with like a happened? page and a half of notes. Uh, that we actually rarely even looked at. We, yeah, we, I, I think we did that once or twice. No, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think we used them. Um, and, dude, we were nervous as fuck. I, I, you know, I was like, what, how's, what, what are we going to do? How's this going to go? And almost everybody I've had as a guest, when we shut off the camera and when we shut off the, the podcast, they talk about, man, that was easy. That went by quicker than I thought. Yeah, it's just like, well, it is coming to DJ's house, I suppose, you know, it's, we're just coming to hang out at yeah, the house. Right. I mean, it's it's gotten a little bit fun sometimes because some of my friends will come over and they just want to come hang out in here. I've got two living rooms. That Why would they not want to hang out? Love you, Hugh. You can't yeah, smoke that in here. Yeah, keep telling that really interesting story and I'll keep interrupting you. <laughs> you can't smoke that in here, man. I'm going to light it again in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tom Noonan's just been super professional, super chill. Uh, oh, what this cool thing that ten people in the world have ever done? <laughs> Let me interrupt that with my drunken screaming. <laughs> Evil, <laughs> e- e- like. <laughs> Dude, it was Sorry. it was podcast gold. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I, I honest, dude, he was so drunk. I honestly thought I was gonna have to fight this person, and like, not because I was looking for a fight. You know, you know, when someone's just so gone that it's like, yeah, you're gonna start a fight with the first person that moves wrong. You know, yeah. I just thought it was gonna be like that. I thought he'd be in that closet uh, over there. Like, Jesus, dude, I regularly hear people come up to me at the DZ or elsewhere and say, "Hey, man, we listen to and we enjoy whatever it was about the podcast." I have never heard more comments about anything ever on the podcast than I've heard about fucking Hugh. Is that serious? Oh, I'm dead serious. <laughs> Not even fucking close. I've heard more comments about Hugh being on the podcast than anybody ever. So I've been listening. You know, I've been listening to the podcast, right? Yeah. So I didn't start listening to it from the beginning. I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, but I, <laughs> I was explaining to you today. I finally got to the super long. Braden episode. Oh. oh my god, dude! I must have looked fucking crazy. I'm sat there in my car listening to about Braden wiping shit on his balls. <laughs> I didn't understand the whole wiping back to. I'm just oh, there going, what sort so- of fucking alien does that? And then I listened to that episode today in my car outside a construction site. Right, so there's fucking people around, and I'm just sat in my car wiping tears out of my eyes, just I, like I thought you were saying you sat in your car wiping front to back. <laughs> Just to prove prove evolution, and I didn't go to boarding school. But 
Jesus, man. Like, and you were freely admitting to, at least you were pulling him out of the way, I yeah, guess. But no, DJ yeah. was on his side. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Dude, I felt yeah. insane because I was sure that that was the craziest fucking thing I'd ever and heard of. The DJ's like, well, what's so weird about wiping <laughs> back to front? But did that make like, you second guess yourself it then? It did. It did. Right. I felt like I totally had less ground to stand on in this whole debate. Right, it's just yeah. a bunch of fucking shit ball wiping assholes. <laughs> yeah. in so here, before you know, Kevin felt, Craig asked, like, crazy. yeah, I'd definitely go front to back. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> any sane person with testicles would do. <laughs> Especially if you've got well, anyway, yeah. You know one thing holy shit balls. <laughs> so. <laughs> what the oh my god! I'm gonna die. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Shitty powers. <laughs> Don't make me waste this beer, Jesus. <laughs> Love you, Brayden. Oh, Love you. I could just listen to Brayden talk for well, I did listen to Brayden talk for hours, but uh, Dude, you know he's been doing he's back uh, in Michigan now. Is he doing stand up? He's doing stand up. He's Fuck been yes. he's been up like five or six times. See, I've done it once. I've done it once and it forget skydiving, forget base jumping. Scariest shit I've ever done and i did a course on how to write stand-up material before right because don't go over there thinking you can make that shit up oh no 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 way. no, no, no way in the world like uh, you br- i did four minutes right and it took fucking weeks to get that four minutes of material and i stood up there and just shaking dude it was just Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, he, uh, his brother still lives in Michigan, and I guess his brother's been doing a bit of stand-up, so he's right. like kind of familiar with the the open mic circuit there. So his brother's helping get up, and he sent me like a you know fifteen second clip of his like closing closing bit. Yeah, and man, it was really it was super fun to see him up there doing his thing, man. And I, I really think if he sticks with it, he, he's got big potential to. He's to go a somewhere funny with. guy, super super funny guy. I can almost breathe again. I'm, okay? I'm almost back. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Nick, now every time I wipe my ass, I think of you. Oh, that's yeah, really flattering. Yeah, I've had this conversation <laughs> with you so many times. We've had this conversation in public restaurants in front of our server at this point. We've actually asked yeah, our that, server. What was that in uh, the fondue, fondue place. place? Yeah, Melting Pot. Melting Pot. Yeah, dude. We've got to do dinner again sometime soon. Cheese or chocolate? Both. All of the above, dude. Four-course <laughs> yeah. meal. Oh, just while we're, while we're talking about food, Sunday at the Drop Zone. Uh, uh, you know Alicia, who works in the office. Yes. So we had a conversation about like an eating contest, and she thinks that she can out eat me, <laughs> and that's fucking insane. So what are pr- you eating? So we're gonna order. We're each gonna order a large pizza, and if you finish the large pizza, you ha- it's a bring your own pint of ice cream. So you got to do large pizza, pint of ice cream, and then if if we both finish large pizza and pint of ice cream, it's a donut eating sudden death competition so i'm gonna pick up a dozen donuts on the way to work bring my pint of ice cream order the large pizza and that's gonna be what we eat and anyone is welcome to join did so i tell you about my binge when i thought i wasn't gonna do my bodybuilding show no please don't so um basically something happened in my life where i i was like probably 14 weeks out from the sh- no eight weeks out from the show eight weeks out from the show which is cr- super critical everything all of the macros are managed for your diet the whole lot when i'm eating shit loads of food every single day and it's the same meal every single day chicken uh, breast and broccoli chicken breast broccoli brown rice egg whites yep yeah, the whole lot and a bucket loads of it i was responsible for like the death of seven chickens a day right? <laughs> <laughs> fuck those chickens yeah because it's like two chicken breasts every meal right you think about it they're not coming from the same chicken like yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway <laughs> I, I did the math um so anyway i 
realized that I'm not going to be able to do the show. My ex-wife had hurt herself. She was going to do the show as well. Um, and so she'd hurt herself. I decided I'd have to look after her. Couldn't do it. And so she's in hospital. And I said, fuck it. I'm not doing the show. I can go and eat whatever I want. And Nick, I went and ordered a large pizza, large French fries. I got a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I got um, peanut M&M's, everything. And I sat outside on my deck and I drank beer. And I hadn't had beer in like 11 months. And I ate this whole pizza and French fries with barbecue sauce on it. All the stuff you can't have when you're training for a bodybuilding show. Ate all of the M&M's, right? And went to bed feeling fat as fuck and woke up the next morning and phoned my coach and I was like I can't do this show I can't do the show I've eaten all of this food I'll have to call you back later anyway speak to her and she's like you're doing this fucking show you've spent so much money on everything you need for this show <laughs> and um you're doing this show absolutely doing the show so I have to phone my coach back and say all right last night I ate about 14,000 calories <laughs> in one sitting and, um, yeah, dude, he just said, go and have a look in the mirror. How do you look? And I went and had a look in the mirror. Dude, I looked fucking amazing. Really? Absolutely amazing. I thought yeah. you were going to say you were a bloated piece of shit. The That's day, what I was waiting for. The day after, I looked like a bloated piece of shit. But at that moment in time, like, when your body is that, like, honed and, like, your macros are all right, as soon as just you crank carb, it through the carb load it, yeah, you can garbage load it before a show and you'll just get massive. But if you time it wrong... You'll go on stage looking like wow, looking like a piece of shit. It's crazy, dude. Crazy, because every gram of carbohydrate you eat, you retain two grams of water. That's a lot of math. Now I have to figure out. Oh, I'm hold on a second. I want to come back to you because I was in. You and I were hanging out in the video room yesterday. I think it was talking for a while, mm -hmm. and I saw on the calendar it said pizza challenge. Pizza challenge is going down. And so I wanted to ask what the fuck pizza challenge was. Now you know pizza in large pizza. What? I really want, so Jay has the... Pizza uh, has to be from Pizza Inn. Well, I mean, just because it's close. Oh, right. It's because they deliver. going to be there. Yeah, they're right. they're going to deliver. So yeah. we decided a large two-topping pizza, because I'm a cheese pizza kind of guy. That's my shit. But she wants to do bacon and pineapple. And so anyone else that wants to participate, you can do whatever you want. You just have to have two toppings, so we all have a comparable mass of pizza, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, yeah, large two-topping pizza. We talked about uh, introducing the element of time, but uh, I, I think we're just going to go for if if you both finish the or if everyone involved finishes the pizza and the ice cream, then you just all kind of wait at the finish line, and then the donut eating starts when, whenever it's ready. Wow! But I I think she's going to tap out, man. I don't think she's going to make it. What ice cream are you bringing? Uh, are you familiar with Talenti Gelato? No, but I like the sounds it's of this. Super delicious. They have a few flavors that I'm a really big fan of. They have a sea salt caramel flavor Ooh, that's pretty on fancy. point. They've got a toasted almond that's really great. <laughs> and this time of year, they actually have an eggnog ice cream, which I'll probably try and find. Yeah. So, thank you, Mark. I get the Stewart. whole eggnog thing. I love Christmas in America. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> Obviously, um, <laughs> but I just don't get the whole eggnog thing. It's just I do look like a eggnog. young Santa Claus over there, right? I'm yeah. like the offspring of Mark Fields. <laughs> Dude, I used to love it when it got around to Christmas time and I'd like have a tandem that was there with the kids and I'd be like, hey, did you all go and meet Santa Claus oh, and like God. take them out towards the aircraft hangar? No, Dude. you did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did because I'm an asshole. It was so much fun. But Mark's super cool with people. Like Mark's one of the nicest people at the drop zone. If you Dude, he's get such to a know sweet him, guy. I he's love amazing. Mark. And 
boy, that guy can cook biscuits and gravy. Dude, have you had his uh, morel mushrooms? Yes. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, he doesn't use any butter either. That's that's <laughs> hard to believe. <laughs> no, he's... Uh, yeah, yeah. we helped Mark move house. and Yeah, there's a story I can't tell on air about that. But, uh, yeah, bless Mark. He's a good guy. We're still supposed to do dinner with Mark. We need to. Yeah. But if on Sunday you want to get down on the pizza challenge... I or anyone else who's listening, or anyone who's going to be the drop zone, Jay has a, a head down uh, formation load camp this weekend, so I'm going to extend the invite to everyone I'm there. I'm going to be there on Sunday. There you go. I'm not doing the head down load. I'm doing the belly stuff. I'm doing the belly stuff, too, packing my belly full of pizza. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Maybe I should do it beforehand so that I don't have to wear a weight belt. So are you going to make it all the way through this pizza? <laughs> oh, dude, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to destroy that pizza. I'm going to destroy that ice cream. And I'm just going to eat donuts in her face because fuck that. I'm going to win. You should make cheeseburgers out of the donuts. Dude, I would just totally like, yeah, do that. Fuck it. I'm adding yeah. meat and cheese Absolutely. to this and still beating your ass. I've, I've eaten on your on your cheat nights. I've, eat, I've been with you on your binge nights. Dude, I will go oh, all out. How good and I days. eat a lot when we go to those nights. I pig the fuck out and you just leave me standing dude, the, still. The only thing that stops me is shame. That's the only thing. Yeah, you've got to forget shame, dude. Full. When it comes to cheat days, like now I don't do cheat days, I just feel like a fat fuck. But like when I was dieting, like my cheat days, I'd go out and I'd order two racks of ribs and french fries and I would eat all of that shit. All of it. Yeah, and I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. It's I've been good training. for you. I've been training for this day my whole life. So how far do you think Alicia is going to get? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know her very well. I don't know her that she, well. Who she claims to be fully capable of eating a large pizza all on her own. Has she been training? I don't know. That's I don't a think polite, so. polite way of asking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she's been doing any serious training. No, right, yeah. yeah. She's fucked then. <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm no, she's an expensive date for any of you single guys out there. So uh, Yeah, she'll eat a whole pizza if you want on a date. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Nick? I don't know. I'm going to eat all that shit, though, and it's going to be great. And then and then I'm going on a two-day fast, Monday and Tuesday. Anyone wants to join for a 48-hour fast, we'll see what you got. I'll win that shit, too. Ooh. I, I've gotten to 24 hours, finally. You, you're the one who, after we would, I would but eat like shit? How did it feel to go to sleep hungry? I don't get that. It wasn't yeah. as bad of a deal as I thought it was. All right. But for me, I did several 12-hour fasts where I just I, I wouldn't eat from the time I had went to bed. Or for, excuse me, I went, I, I'd go to bed, I'd eat dinner, go to bed, and I wouldn't eat again until as late as possible. I don't get day. it. Were the, the shops eight, closed? <laughs> I started with eating in an eight-hour window. Oh, so Were the shops closed? Were the shops closed? <laughs> Governor! That's why I don't understand fucking running. Like They were not, all out of crumpets, not, all right? Have you not got a car? Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> I hate running. I, I yeah, I hate one. running. Like picking heavy shit up. That's that's cool because like sometimes you got to pick up heavy shit, right? But when do you ever actually have to run? Unless when you see me pulling up uh, in the rape van, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you run, don't have to run, run towards you. You don't have to run fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I thought you were going to say something like when you're catching you doing tandems, Clint, or something like that. Which oh no, videoing me, oh, videoing oh, me in my first year. Again, it's easier to get in the car for where you're going to land. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that first year was always fun. Uh, Why are you landing in the student area? Uh, oh, they're doing STP. I didn't know you worked at Skydive Galveston. Oh, <laughs> Galveston. <laughs> Man. I got more accurate in Dallas because everybody lands in the P's. Yeah. That was, that was fun. Every single tandem coming in when you haven't got enough time anyway and you've got to take all those fucking stones out of your shoes as well, man. How were the winds there in your time there? 
Yeah, they were all right. They weren't too bad at all. Yeah. <coughs> Last time I was there, I guess two times ago, it was super windy. Like, just, I mean, a pretty steady 25 mile an hour. Yeah. And then the time that I was there for the uh, Revolution boogie, like dead wind for one like there was no wind for a full day it was awesome it was crazy yeah they do get when the winds do get crazy it's kind of a weird position because of the main landing area the winds coming out of the south and those winds if they come out of the south they basically go straight through the hangar and give like a big burble so that's why we were always landing out in the peas out there but it wasn't too bad at all really other people had sit down before me so i didn't feel like a pussy <laughs> I, I had heard for years that winds in Dallas can get super crazy, and I worked there three or four different years on instructor courses, and it, there was no wind, like maybe five, ten mile an hour wind every now and then. But I, I went there three or four years straight with no winds. Yeah. Well, you know why they say it gets the winds come out of the south um, towards the north? Why? Because Oklahoma sucks. And Louisiana <laughs> blows. Apparently so. Yeah. Every state I've actually lived <laughs> Sorry, in. Sorry, Brad and Charity. Every place I've lived, they've had that joke, because someplace sucks and someplace blows. Yeah. But Oklahoma truly does suck. So, and, and I'm not sorry, Oklahoma. Apart from Brad and Charity. They live in Oklahoma. Yeah, they're pretty cool fat folks. Yeah, they're right. They actually hosted the uh, Gravity Lab Film Festival. So, anyways, I'm sorry. We, we've started cutting these to 9 o'clock. I just looked at all my right. watch, and it's 9 o'clock. And well, I, we, we right. did start about four minutes late, thanks to a technical Stop difficulty. Stop unplugging cables. So, we got, we, got a good, uh, we got a good 13 minutes to burn here before you... Uh, before I go to bed, I'm going to turn into a pumpkin in, in, in the I think next that's few minutes. I think that's my line. You're going to turn into a pumpkin? Mm-hmm. Whew, man. It, it has uh, seriously been a long week. A- AFF course, oh, working yeah, late you had, at night. I think you had a uh, yeah. more energy-draining uh, day than I did. Yeah, I think I went uh, almost 14 straight hours yesterday without st- uh, stopping work-wise, and then today it's been very, very similar. Um I'm glad we're not going four hours, so I'm pretty cool with that. Yeah. I got to drive back. God, to those fucking three and a half hour podcasts, man, that was too much. Yeah, I, I think concur. Matthews was like three hours and yeah. forty minutes or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I, I do like cutting them short and keeping them close. That and every time we say let's cut them short, we still take ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, I think you started on the Braden one at about two and a half hours, and then it still ended up like almost four hours, right? Yeah, and God, if, yeah. was it really that long? Yeah, I listened oh, to Lord. it all day, dude. I'm not kidding to you. Like, I pulled up outside, and it was basically you guys wrapping up, which was so surreal. So I walked in here and went, fuck, they're big shoes to fill right there. You're like, you can't fill big Smitty's shoes. So yeah. hopefully everybody had fun. I had fun. It was cool. There, Thanks I for having s- me. I, th- I do thank you. I oh, still can I give a little plug? For um, sure. Go and have a look at our website. Um, there's going to be some blogs and videos and stuff going up there. So follow us for our bus. It's tinyhome.space. Um, there's just kind of a placeholder website there at the moment, but there'll be some videos of me really fucking shit up doing all of the demo and stuff <laughs> like that. And then hopefully the cool guys coming in and making it all right. And uh, you'll get to see the uh, beauty that my wife creates. So, uh, yeah, Dude, I have seen some of the work Erica does. It's amazing, right? I, I've uh, she, A lot of it's posted on Facebook and yeah. online of yeah. what I've seen. And holy fuck, she's got an imagination. Amazing, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, so Is cool. it E-R-I-K-A? Yes. Your wife? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look in this room. This is how I decorate. I have an old army military locker covered in skydiving and corn and all sorts of other stickers. God damn, I, that was a long time ago. Um, I've got a futon couch, a Red Bull fridge for my beer fridge. You like that beer fridge, by the way? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I haven't been over there because I brought my own cooler with me. <laughs> yeah, a styrofoam. You are a true Texan now. White trash cooler going on there. Right. And oh, Enough of the white. Yeah. And speaking of Mark Fields, Mark Fields actually uh, gave me that. Have you ever seen Mark Fields' business card? 
He has business cards? Yeah, he's got a business card <laughs> that is Mike Markfield in a tie-dye singlet hanging by one arm off a fucking helicopter. I know what picture that like, is. It's actually off of a uh, is it off a helicopter or is it off a uh, biplane inverted? Oh, maybe it is a biplane inverted, but that was at the it's, convention. It's pretty dope. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Mark did that and at the same year, I think it was a B twenty four bomber. I can't remember which bomber it was. Yeah. He got to sat sit in the bomb bay doors and just Get dropped out like a piece right. of paper. Wouldn't you love to do a skydive with Mike Fields? I have. Oh, have you? Yeah. yeah. See, I did a skydive. I, I think I skipped last year because um, Dan Dan Lane was going to do a fun jump. And I, I, I skipped and said, right, fuck it. I'm going to go and do a skydive with Dan Lane because I've never done a skydive with Dan Lane, never done a fun jump with him. And I was with Dan Lane and I decided to free fly. Can you imagine that, Nick? <laughs> How incredibly current we were with free it flying. Sounds awesome. So Ben Nelson and Veronica came with us, and they were carving rounders using <laughs> us as pylons. But the problem was is that we were backsliding so far away from each other at the time that yeah, they had a whole heap of fun. But I barely saw Dan on the skydive. But uh, yeah, it was a bit of fun. I, you've jumped with Dan. I don't know if I have or not. Uh, I mean, I've done a lot of work jumps with Dan. I think yeah. the you remember when the magazine did that photo shoot, the James yeah. Bond shit. I did some jumps with <laughs> oh, Dan. Oh man, it was so funny. I, I don't know if you that. saw the the picture of him. He has he owns a Glock, right? Uh huh. So part of this project is they brought out these guns for people to jump with, and they, we were they were jumping with real guns that weren't loaded. Obviously, sure. they were jumping with real guns. So he jumped with his personal Glock. So I have a picture of him pointing his gun. Right at me at pull time, so his pilot shoots out and he's pointing his yeah, gun at me. Yeah, I love so that it's photo. A pretty funny, pretty funny shot. I used one of Dan Lane's shotguns to go duck hunting last year, right? And I, I grew up with shotguns being on the farm and everything. Last story, um, and Gator Chris has taken us, and uh, I haven't fired the shotgun. I've got no idea about it. It's like it's it's a pump action shotgun, and it's a uh, home de- home defense shotgun. And I don't realize it's got what they call a shortened barrel. I know nothing about guns. I'm not from America, right? So we're in this little <laughs> tiny hide, and sure enough, it comes to me to take the first shot of the morning. Like barely, the sun has just cracked the horizon, and I'm following this. I used to shoot skeet, right? So I know how to follow follow a skeet, follow a bird, and it's just flying straight across. And I pull the pull the trigger, and all you hear is. Holy fucking shit! What the fuck was that? And I just looked round at Chris, and it's like five o'clock in the morning. I went, "It's the fucking boomstick." Right. And so I'm basically using a sawn-off pump-action shotgun for shooting duck, dude. It was fucking hilarious. So much fun that day. Yeah. Shout out to Gator Chris, dude. Um, Dan Dan's a good dude as well. Um, next week, I don't actually have a guest confirmed yet. I have a guest who I hope will be saying yes. We'll actually be doing a little conversation tomorrow and hopefully finalizing it so we'll be able to announce it soon enough. Um, we're lining up the, the next couple weeks, but we also have you traveling a lot, Nick. Uh, yeah, I'll be gone the... Uh, yeah, I'll be traveling. Yeah, a couple of weeks in December. Yeah. Um, five days and three days? Are those? Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Uh, so There's a holiday coming up as well, right? And then there's Christmas coming up, so we're definitely going to miss it's things what? because... Christmas coming up. It's what, what, what's that? Xmas, Kwanzaa. When you give people Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa. Oh, the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's a Christy. So we're, we're going to be uh, a little bit erratic in schedule, guys. So be patient with us for the next few weeks. This month, it's December. It's the holidays. It's it's hard for us to be where we need to be. At the same time, it's hard for our guests because we, we all have family commitments. We all have lives, and and we do hope to be with you in the next couple weeks. But, uh, again, be patient. Until then, 
Nick is. Wait, uh, are you trying to end the show right now? I am. Because I'm fully not ready for that. All right, bring still it on. Got his tank oh, top no, on. you still uh, got yeah, his tank top on. I was gonna take on. my shirt off. My pants are still on. Justin, put the camera on him. D- he doesn't know how. I didn't even teach him that shit. Well, why not? You're not much of a teacher, are well, you? Well, you press the Have plus you button. It's really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, get on it. This one's for you, Brian. Hey, Leonard. okay, hang on. Let me. No, no, don't say that. So I'll tell don't you the story I was totally going to tell. So my bodybuilding photos online. I woke up one morning and I had all of these likes of my bodybuilding photos <laughs> from Brian and Ori. Right, both of them. They live in the same fucking house, right? Yes. Yeah. So both of these guys have been perving on my bodybuilding photos. Like it's kind of uh, it's kind of a bit of an ego inflation, you know what I mean? But uh, this one's for you, Brian. Come on, Nick, take it away. Oh, here we go. Wait, no, I'm just. Uh Starting the music. This is the end of the show now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we're ending with technical difficulties. Uh, Thanks for your patience tonight, guys. Woo! Until next time, that is Clinton Moore. Thank you for being here. Nicholas Lop behind the mic. Justin Grubb, welcome to the team. I'm DJ Marvin, Gravity Lab Radios, Blue Skies. I'm going to fucking sleep. <laughs> <laughs>